This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash weekendconfirmed. Started already. <laughs> Saddest <laughs> podcast intro ever. We didn't even do. Wait, we didn't even get the official intro music. Oh, hey, well, you know that's fine. Welcome to Weekend Confirmed, everybody. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to the wake for Weekend Confirmed. Oh. Weekend Confirmed Love Life. You know what? The really sad, the saddest part about all this is that there's going to be a whole bunch of unconfirmed weekend. Like, no one's going to know whether the weekend is here or not. <sighs> I'll confirm it for them somehow or other. I hope so. Buddy. Well, we'll do end of week confirmed. I think we should. Our new show should be called "The End of the Week Has Been Certified." <laughs> how about how about weekend affirmation? There you go. You know, with Stuart Smalley. Yeah, we'll make it a very positive thing. That's Jeff Kanata sporting a very stylish Shut attire up. today. Stop. Can you hear it in his voice? It's that is painful. It burns. That color looks really good on you. It burns. It burns. It smells like 12 men. <laughs> <laughs> it is the 12th man Seahawks jersey that he is wearing. Because I'm a man of my word. Yep. He has stood up to it, has stood up to the bet. Way to do that. My name is Garnet Lee. We have a great show lined up for you today. I have a prepared statement for you. Oh, really? Oh, no. Not really. I'm just playing. <laughs> it's awesome how many of our friends and regulars have stopped by today to uh, yes, help us uh, close a chapter and uh, open, open a, a new, new one. one. Yeah. Starting off in this uh, first segment, we have... Uh, well, we have people showing up like Brian Lay, who just, just walked, walked into the in. control room. Yeah. So we'll have him on in a little bit. Uh, Andrea Renee, who just got off an international flight, is in the control room ready uh, for a, she's on deck. So it's Christian Spicer. But right now here in the room, we have uh, Zav D'Amatos. Hello, everybody. And uh, the lovely from uh, uh, what is the name? The, those distinguished gentlemen? The odd gentlemen. The odd gentlemen. Yeah. But they are distinguished. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, Nicole. I apologize. No, it's cool. I'm here. Hey. And Jeff at the uh, indie Jeff at the end of the table. Yes, I'm from the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes, sporting yes. a new yeah. <laughs> bald pate. Yes, yes, the hair is gone. Looking sharp, man. And I quit smoking. So, <gasps> well, there dude, you go. congratulations. Yes. Yes. Now, now so it's out there. Big, if you start big changes, again, big yeah. changes happening. Gonna hold you are you yeah. are you vaping? Or are you Internet just? Shame. I, I, yeah. am, I am indeed vaping, but I went from man a pack a day for almost 18 years to no cigarettes for like a week and a half, no desire to smoke. Um, wow! But he so, was punching a wall earlier, so I think yeah, maybe yeah, 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 he looks exactly. a lot like yes. Max Payne now. Decide, decided to get his head shaved. Right. Yeah, he's uh-huh. a Hawaiian shirt away from Max Payne. That's right. Well, ne- uh, maybe next show. I'll <laughs> and we have the bourbon, so we're in good shape. All we need is some painkillers, and you're going to be sick. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm halfway there. Uh, what do we have for this show? We have lots of people on. So we have lots of games that they've been playing to talk about. We have uh, some ni- more Nintendo news to talk about. We have uh, Microsoft leaks. We have uh, a couple of questions from you guys. We have PlayStation Plus coming up for February. Let's rock and roll. Yeah. Let's rock and roll with actually. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's what. I, that's how I always respond to rock, rock and roll. Rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how about this PlayStation Plus February lineup? Ooh, they are knocking yeah. it out of the park, especially on PlayStation Three. Especially on PlayStation Three. If you have a PlayStation Three and PlayStation Plus, you're getting Metro Last Light, Payday Two, and Remember Me all as free games in the month of February. That's pretty great. And I heard that Knack just went on sale. Yep. So it's a great game. Knack is a great game. You and I like it a lot. Of course, yeah. a lot of uh, our fellow uh, compatriots in the games media were not as enthused with it. Jeremy Parrish continues to rail on it. Well, it is it is more fun than it is good. I would say I yeah. enjoy it more than I see its flaws, but uh, it's it's darn fun. But yeah, this PS Plus it, it's it's proving to be really a value add. It's really worth the price of admission, which is awesome to see. So the question I think people have now is how concerned are you that when PlayStation Now drops? that PlayStation Plus gets undermined or that they start holding stuff or that you... you well, know, that's what I brought up when we were first started talking about it is this idea of two subscription services and the worry that Sony becomes a servant of two masters. And it's like, well, which one do you add value to and in which ways and how, how do they handshake and how do they conflict? And do I, is one going to help me ha- have the other is going to reduce price for the other, et cetera, et cetera. Those are a lot of questions and we don't really have the full disclosure. I have PlayStation plus right now. Um, I'm still, I, I'm still under a press provided pass. So I didn't pay for the first year of it. I have, a, I'm paying, I, I will. And I will, I was saying as full disclosure because I, you know, now that I'm going to pay for it when it renews now, and I don't know that I would have renewed it prior to what I'm seeing in it. Nicole, Zav, Jeff, do you guys have PlayStation plus? Yeah, I, I actually uh, subscribed shortly after I left Gamefly, actually, because I was like, well, you know, more games, yeah, more, yeah. more access to games. And while I have found that a lot of the stuff that they're making free, I've already played. I'm still downloading a lot of it. There's some stuff that I missed that I'm able to go back and get. And there really is just a lot of really cool stuff on there that they're I, surprising games that they're putting on there. Like, you know, Bioshock and Devil May Cry recently. Free, yeah, like, that was a great January. Know, Really cool. I use it primarily for Vita games. Okay. Um, because I, I found that I, I purchased a couple of video games when I got my Vita. And since then, I haven't really bought anything. But I've picked it up a lot more often because of what they've added with PlayStation Plus. Sure. Um, and, and like you, I think the first year it came out, I got a press uh, pass. But since then, I've been Yeah, you have to renew it yourself after that. So, and uh, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. And you can see that it's worth it even from Microsoft's perspective because they're trying to do something similar. Yeah. And they're giving you games that you played in like 2007. Like they're giving games you games with gold. Like awful, right. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Game, games with fool's gold. That was a fun game. It was okay. I mean, I they give Assassin's you two, Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's Creed 2. Which is Assassin's Creed 2. Like the fair. week before 4 came out. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, I just... They like even they numbers. You, they gave people Halo Three. I mean, not even Reach or you know. It's just they're trying. I mean, I could see that they're they're trying to push a little bit more of that to give more value to that stuff. Sure. Uh, but Sony's just sort of run away with it at this point with PlayStation Plus. For me, the Vita thing isn't actually a really good point because I think that the Vita library, by virtue of not having those big milestone releases but having quietly built a pretty good library is perfect for playstation plus because every week i mean every month you get a couple of games to go play with so like this month you're getting uh street fighter cross tekken which admittedly fighters on vita have been a bit of a mixed bag i wouldn't have i wouldn't go out and buy this but certainly having it on my vita if it's part of my plus i'll go out and check yeah. it out and then uh, mod nation racers road trip which the mod nation racers guys have done you know ufg did a really good job on those games and they pulled a lot of stuff uh, because then we went over and became little big planet karting. And I think this is the one that's after that. Is that right? Is that yeah, the Mod chronology? Nation's first, and right, Mod Nation, and then and then little big planet. United but then, Front Games worked on that. 
Right. But then road trip is after that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ro- yeah. A little so bit like, road trip is, was after mod nation racers. Right, this is it's mod nation racers road trip. Oh, Oh, I have but no road, yeah, idea. I think road trip, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a second Monday Nation Racers. Where am I right now? This is that crossover with I, the uh, the lizard guys, the broken lizard guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, um, back to my point, I'm finding it, it's it's of a value for PlayStation 4 users, whereas Games with Gold is has yet to be a value for Xbox One users. I, I mean, a good example was, and I wrote about this on Twitter, was halo uh spartan assault which yep. was a terrible game yeah. came out on windows 8 and if you bought it on windows 8 you had you got a discount to buy it on xbox one you got it for five dollars versus the 15 super generous yeah it's like there's not even like a cross buy thing whereas i own flower on ps3 so i have it on ps4 they Boom. just gave it to me when i got my ps4 resogun was out there since then it has been and contrast was free as yep. well for playstation owners since then there's been don't starve outlast which is a really great horror yeah, so indie that's, game that's, that's this be year coming out in february is outlast so if you're unfamiliar with outlast it, outlast outlast it came out this past September on PC. Yep. It's a first-person survival horror game with no combat. It's awesome. Have you played it? Yeah. Oh, no. It's super good. In fact, if you, I recommend grabbing it on PC if you don't want to wait. It's that good. It's it's parkour. This is basically how you're getting away from enemies and stuff and hiding. So there's a little bit of it. Old there's, school. Look, I've watched the trailers. This There's no chance I'm playing this game. <laughs> oh, it, it's scary, too. But yeah, I'll have to watch the yeah, YouTube yeah, videos of people why. getting yeah. super scared. Like they'll put their headphones on, they'll turn their lights off, and they'll and they'll watch. And then I get scared watching them get scared. And so yeah, not playing this either. That's a good time though. Yeah, when you know when the soundtrack for the game of the player person, you know, the player avatar is them breathing, because they, yep. the, like that's part of the suspense of the game. Like wait, hold on. Like I I remember Blair Witch. That was okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's also one of the few games I know where you will actually get stalked and chased by psychotic naked dudes. So you know, not that that's a selling point one way or the other. I'm just or rust. Yeah. So I also heard it's pretty, pretty gory and pretty graphic. (laughs) Crazy in naked. Yeah, yeah. It's very. It's it is very graphic, and it's it it sort of like encompasses what the new sort of wave of survival horror, where it's not about it's not survival horror shooter. Like we're going to give you a gun and stuff. It's yeah. like it's like we're going to scare the crap out of you and put you in basically a haunted house for you know four to six hours. Yeah, you play as a you play as a reporter who goes out to this uh, asylum that had been shut down for years, but then gets restarted by some you know evil corporation. Yeah, you get sent there by a, somebody tips you off. They're like, some weird stuff's going on at this place. You should go check it out, investigative journalist guy. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, naturally, sure, I'll go check it out. And and you stumble around yeah. in the dark, and you have a night vision video camera. Yes. Which you're constantly trying to keep batteries to have night vision so that you're not in the dark, like, completely. And it turns into a really cool play mechanic. I mean, the, the batteries are maybe a little too available if you're, you know, really diligent about searching. But <laughs> Especially for an asylum that's been shut down for years. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They just have a lot of... Well, you know, it was an asylum slash Energizer factory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. I didn't read the mythology. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you got a really good I knew there was a tie-in comic, yeah. so I didn't... Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a time that fucking bunny perfect. keeps going by with a drum. <laughs> That's terrifying. It's the last Cherry. boss. It's weird. Yeah. But yeah, great game. If you haven't played it, it's good. So overall, I, you know, I think that that really is impressive how Sony has very quickly made PlayStation Plus a really interesting and you know, as as a gamer, something you're like, oh yeah, of course I've got PlayStation Plus, and it, they distanced it from Xbox Live and and defined it separately from to where it feels right. Like, you know, people, I think, I think feel like there's a number of people who look at Xbox live as a begrudging. I have to have it because I have an Xbox and without it, I can't play online. Right. And so you feel like you're being forced to pay an extra service charge to have functionality of your console and PlayStation plus just the opposite. 
you feel like, oh, I'm getting this stuff, and there's a real reason that I'm putting money into this subscription. Yeah, well, and and it's a good thing, and I don't I don't want to detract from that in any way. But but is, is well, is there something to the idea that the definition that they have come to is sort of akin to a video game subscription service where I'm I'm subscribing and I'm yeah. getting these video games periodically, and the next month I'm getting different video games, and then PlayStation Now, which is going to be a video game subscription service. So I think there is the potential for some confusion and some overlap that will be a little tricky for them to navigate. I hope that they figure out a way to make it all work great. And for PS3 like titles, for PS3 titles, certainly, because well, PlayStation Now is going to be supporting PlayStation th- uh, 3 right. titles. And obviously, one of the best parts of PlayStation Plus to date have been the great PlayStation 3 titles they've been giving out. Right, because there's no PlayStation. 4 but it is a different title. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, but they've had but they've had a unique title each month. Sure, you know, as Zab pointed out, then they've been really good. Like I'm still yeah, no, I I'm still digging on Don't Starve right. as I get more like familiar with it. And, and the think, idea that the the day that I unboxed my PS4 and I get to download Resogun for free, that's awesome. You know, that's yeah. awesome. So. And that's still one of the best games mm-hmm. for PlayStation Four. And I'm not for saying sure. that as an insult to PlayStation Four. I'm saying as a compliment to Housemark and how good Resogun is. For sure. I think really. the distinction is, is, and they they haven't made it really clear. But I think to me, it's if you have PlayStation Plus and you have these free games and you download them while they're available, you have them. And right. They're on your account. You can download them freely. Play exactly. Them freely. As long as you keep your PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Account. And if you cancel PlayStation Plus, you lose all of those that account history. And then the PlayStation Now service is just going to be a service that you can essentially like rent and right. play the game right there. Like you're paying for the service and just stream the game. It's not on account. You don't have to struggle or struggle. You have to, you don't have to run to PlayStation Plus nope. and, and make sure you hit this button that says that you now own it. It's now in your library. So they haven't really made that really clear. I know right now they're just testing it to see how it's going to work. Cause I think, and there's going to be a test pretty soon. Uh, there was uh, some stuff that came out, I think today uh, and they've been testing it all kinds for PlayStation one and PlayStation two stuff on PS threes. Yes. So, um, and then there's some other rumors about things that they might do with emulation. So we don't. Yeah, there's really like know. a whole new rumor now that that the PlayStation Four that they're looking into emulating PS One and PS Two in the hardware on PlayStation Four. Yeah. Which, like, now that you've got now, why do why do you need to do that? I I don't know. That just seems it's unsubstantiated rumor at this point. So you know, who knows what actually something was happening someplace and someone saw some smoke and they're like, oh, this could be this, right? And it could be that, but I'm not so sure about that. I mean, if you've got now working. And right. it's working effectively. Although it, it does mean if to to run those games through now, you have to have as a as a publisher of Sony, you have to have all of those games somewhere sitting in a server farm ready to be accessed. Maybe I don't want to have maybe I don't want to provide all that background. You know, maybe I don't yeah. want to provide this whole massive library of games ready to play on on blades. <laughs> you know, since they talked about also how they're making these custom PlayStation 3 architecture pieces to run all of the PlayStation Now stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the PlayStation uh, Plus and Now stuff. Stick around. When we uh, come back, we'll get into uh, the next phase of the show. I have no idea what we'll talk about. Some games we've been playing. We'll see what Nicole's been up to and Dav have been playing. Uh, All that and more when we can confirm number 202, the final show. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. 
For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One to consider is Command Authority by Tom Clancy, the New York Times best-selling author and master of the techno-thriller returns with his all-star team. There's a new strongman in Russia, but his rise to power is based on a dark secret hidden decades in the past. The solution to that mystery lies with a most unexpected source, President Jack Ryan. That's Command Authority, available on audible.com. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash weekendconfirmed. That's audiblepodcast.com slash weekendconfirmed. All right, back, ready to go into uh, a segment that I like to affectionately call Brian Leahy's Dota 2 cast. Yeah, Brian's back! Brian's here. I'll go the rest of the podcast on Dota 2 if you want. No, veto. Yeah. Well, that would be Andrea Renee, fresh off of the uh, plane back from Amsterdam, and next to her, Mr. Christian Spicer. He's been waiting to do that all year. Wow. You know, this is because we vetoed dropping it in like directly. So he's like, <laughs> I'm on my fucking you guys. I got on my phone. Watch this shit. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Billy Bonnell and Greg Santos, the masterminds behind the, Stinky Penis. The weird, the weird thing is, that's actually what happens when Christian opens his mouth. <laughs> no, yet it's surgically What happened implanted. to the Nemesis thing being over, Jeff? Oh, not on this show. <laughs> <laughs> not on this show. <laughs> So, Brian, what you been up to, dude? Fucking Dota 2, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I'm well beyond a thousand hours. Wow. Oh God. Um, You're challenging like, Gabe Newell. No, he's he's insane on it. But, uh, yeah, it's like probably like 1,150. A lot of that's watching and just idling and client while games come together and just sitting it there. But, yeah. So, so what do you think of the uh, big update of this past week? Uh, it's pretty cool. The ability draft is an insane amount of fun. It's really different and crazy and le- it breaks the game it's it's like a total goofball mode but it's really fun so for someone who isn't uh up on dota is listening to us and is going i don't even know anything about dota why am i dota explain like, so, uh, what's yeah, yeah, interesting yeah. about that <clears throat> so the ability draft mode so pr- they have all these modes where like you can pick any hero you get a random one everyone gets random a couple different ways to draft and get choices this new mode you draft abilities so everyone's given a, a random hero and all their abilities go into a pool uh, and two other heroes that are not in the game, their abilities go into the pool. And then you do a snake draft, and you draft an ability at a time until you get four abilities, and then you just go nuts. So, so regardless of what hero you're playing, the only, you thing, the only, the only thing that, that matters is that that hero's they're, abilities uh-huh. got stripped from them and, and thrown in the pool. And they're in the pool. And so That's you can do some really insane combos that just break the game because you have things that are not supposed to synergize directly on a hero. So if like you have an attack buff but also an ability that deals splash damage every few seconds that that shouldn't be on the same hero. And it just breaks the game. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I like how it, it, it breaks the game. It's a lot of fun. Well, yeah, that's man. actually a sign probably of a really cool design of a game that you can say, yeah, it breaks the game and it's really fun. Well, it's like, you know, it's like anything back in the day when you would have, you know, codes where you could, or, or even a game genie or whatever yeah, you could yeah. put in stuff that totally breaks the game. But Man, it's fun to mess and around there's, with. There's still depth to it because you're you're drafting these abilities. You're trying to outdraft your opponents by getting a better combo of abilities. Uh, but it's better played with like a group of ten. Like when I normally play, I get a group of five and mm-hmm. we do into matchmaking. With this, it's better like full private lobby, all ten people that you know, just messing with each other and, and talking shit. Yeah, like when I was a kid, and we there was a this one bowling alley, not bowling alley, mini golf place that had a hacked ROM for Street Fighter. Okay. That hacked it into being able to do all kinds of crazy stuff that you weren't supposed to be able to do, you know, like throw fireballs in the air and, and, and ha- like 
just crazy stuff. Uh, and we would all go down there and pour money into it. It was completely broken and messed up the game, but it was just wild. That's and fun. Different. And I think that's kind of the, yeah. akin to the same feeling. So There's, as a super experienced player, how are you feeling about, I mean, I think, you know, Dota 2 has been big, obviously, for a long time now, mm-hmm. but certainly over the last six months, it's accelerated as far as adoption and how big it's gotten. I mean, it, it's it's certainly not challenging League yet, I don't think, because League is just from the numbers they release. 27 gone, million players a hyperdrive. day. A yeah. day, but Dota Two is Dota Two has come on super strong, and obviously has a number of new players coming into it. And one of the things Dota wanted to do, if I understand correctly, was make it to where players who came on board would be mentored and learn how to play the game. Yeah, <clears throat> they started adding some of that stuff, so you can coach now, and you just observe a team, and you can draw on the map for them, and have a private voice chat channel with them, and give them advice live. Um, and they've done tutorials and is your here. advice try sucking less every time? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Stay in your lane. They just yeah. say that over and over again. Yeah, don't get ganked, don't feed, etc. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think Dota's going to continue to grow and grow and grow because Valve definitely knows what they're doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at League's numbers, sure, but look at Steam's numbers, and that's all Valve knowing how to build an audience to a platform. And Dota's definitely a platform, and they, you know, they can do things that are fully cosmetic. They don't have to sell heroes to make money because they've got Steam and right. they're making a ton on cosmetics anyway. So I think it'll just it'll keep growing and growing. I don't know that it'll ever catch up to league because it's a harder game it's it's just a harder game to play and it is a it's got game. a higher barrier of entry right yeah. like it's like much less forgiving than league yeah. is and it goes both ways right and that's why i like dota 2 personally more than league is yes it's got a harder barrier of entry but the skill ceiling and the depth goes deeper or the depth goes deeper the ceiling goes higher you get it yeah but uh yeah that's why i i prefer it because i'm really into it and league sort of tops out in the complexity for me and i keep going with dota yeah the thing though is <clears throat> Hopefully they could overcome the intimidation factor, which is pretty strong, especially on Dota 2, because Dota is thought of, you know, people are, oh, well, League is the game that came out after Dota to make Dota available to where people could play it. And now Dota 2 is out. And you're right. It's like, the more but, it gets out there in the, in the consciousness, more people want to play it. But also the more of those people who want to play it think, oh, man, it's so hard. I've seen though. a lot of you remember when like Guitar Hero was created yep. and then they left and made Rock Band and then they kept making Guitar Hero with another studio and the people that didn't know any better were like, oh, this Rock Band's really ripping off Guitar Hero. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that with League players that just don't know the history. The younger ones about Dota 2 being a ripoff of League. Oh, they think, really? I've, I mean, not everyone <laughs> thinks that, but yeah, I've seen the same thing with you know the Rock Band Guitar Hero. Like, well, who really created this? I've seen that too. Let me ask you about this whole uh, deeper higher ceiling thing is that just because is that a function of <laughs> the skills themselves as far as the the characters skills the is it that's part of it yeah yeah what, what's the what's the difference there between league and dota that makes it deeper is it dota has a lot more hard crowd control so like mm. long stuns that take you out of the fight for a good amount of time league is very it's not very bursty. There are some skills and some champions that have some burst damage. There's not a lot of hard crowd control. And so team fights, to me, as an outside observer to League, mostly look like just kiting. Like one team gets initiated on and they all use their, you know, champion ability to flash away and teleport. And then the other team teleports to chase them. And then they just sort of run and kite and try to do that. Dota's team fights are much more positional based and dynamic because you can't just run because you've got so many abilities to catch people uh stun them take them out of the fight do things like that so it's really unforgiving that mm-hmm. way if you get caught out in bad positioning in dota you're you're done 
League, you can get away from a lot of that stuff because the heroes are just less powerful overall, but that's what they wanted to build. Yeah. They wanted to build a game that more people could get into that was easier to play. How competitive do you think that real-time strategy games, StarCraft II and the sort, can stay in <laughs> esports against against these MOBAs? Because really, it, it seems to me, especially just listening to the way anytime you talk about it, like it's like, oh, this makes so much sense as an esport because it is a sport because it's all about – it, it is it is as our sports like football and basketball and soccer. It is a here is a playing field. Here are a set of rules that control mm-hmm. the playing field. Mm-hmm. Now go out and have your effort in the in the field with your team. One one on one RTSs are tougher, and I think you're seeing that now with the explosion of League and Dota and StarCraft Two kind of just dropping off the map. I mean, they still it has a, sort of dropped away. They still have a good audience, and and that audience is pretty hardcore about it. But they've definitely stopped growing. Um, but you're looking at the difference between a football, a basketball, a team sport where there's more dynamics than like a tennis match, a one-on-one type thing. Okay. That's a good analogy. Um, the, you know, the MOBAs are team sports. You can have personalities that play off each other in teams. The one-on-one stuff. I mean, uh, you know, when I was still watching pro SC2, you'd see the first 30 seconds to a couple minutes happen and you go up oh, now I know the rest of this game. The rest of this game is going to go that way. A lot of that has to do with SC2's design. There's not a lot of surprises or comeback mechanics or, or things that you can sort of shake things up it's what opening did you do versus what opening what wins on paper that person wins. yeah i would say as a spectator se2 the few times that I, i've watched maybe 25 30 matches so i, I consider that a few matches given this raw <laughs> volume of matches that have been out there but they did seem to become fairly quickly predictable like yeah. like there was a big struggle there was a, definitely a big build and early skirmish where it was really cool it's like very dynamic you got a lot going on you got people you know one side probing the other all of them trying to get their extra bases open trying to get as much resource gathering as they can get done <laughs> but then there seems to be you know a tipping point after which it's just okay well now i'm going to watch the long slide to what this person's <clears throat> and defeat the, you know and they have the gd and people just tap out and go to the next game and that's yeah. fine but that's yeah. not really exciting either. I mean, th- that's I'll, like I'll, watching a football game and then like getting to the third quarter and then going, ah, <clears throat> peace out, y'all. GG. <laughs> Later. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think in Blizzard, it should, like Dustin Browder is the one pushing their MOBA. Like, mm-hmm. he's the one on that team leading, you know, leading that charge and doing stuff there. And so y- it'll be interesting to see with Legacy of the Void when that comes out, if there's still going to be this huge multiplayer push or they're just going to finish the campaign, do the couple mm. new units and not really push, push the esports there. And instead, focus on the MOBA where where the market's kind of gone. Well, what is your take on that? I mean, is the is the community pretty entrenched entrenched where they are, or is there excitement about here's the storm? Um, I think there's <clears throat> excuse me. I think there's definitely excitement, but not from the Dota crowd and not from the League crowd. Like you're gonna pull it's Blizzard, so there's a lot of cross pollination. You'll pull a lot of the Hearthstone players to come try it out. But that is definitely thank you for pronouncing it that way. Hearthstone. <laughs> no, I'm I'm high fiving on you on that. Um, one. Hey, you, you could say it either way. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Evidently tomato, not. Evidently not. Tomato. You can. One is just wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but the idea is that it sits. It seats. It sits even further to the casual yeah. side than league, right? So then you've got a spectrum, and that kind of does leave league in a weird no man's land. Well, but. No, it leaves League in the land, and then yeah, everybody's it's, on it's the top dog, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, it's definitely more casual, and and I think that's what they're going for, I, and it, that's the right move for them. I think making a super complex game to go after Dota is a mistake, especially because yeah. it's up against Valve. But I just yeah. wonder, like with the Blizzard polish, right? Like Blizzard mm-hmm. takes a while to get games out, but when they're out, they're usually fantastic. Yep. But I feel like which game Diablo three of- though? <laughs> yeah. had problems, good but point. it was a good game. 
It had, I'll stand by. It was, I had hours into that game. Yeah, yeah. It was a good game. Um, I wonder what what game of of the MOBAs is going to be the first big budget, huge entry that becomes what it looks like Elder Scrolls Online is going to be like super late to the party. Like you're really mm-hmm. still chasing this. And is Heroes of the Storm that game, or is is it the uh, third one? And then but that but well, there's already what, been a bunch re- of those. Yeah, I think it'll probably model. be from more of a mainstream publisher because we're well, seeing you know pe- even people like Warner Brothers trying to get into the mobile yeah. game with like Infinite Crisis, and you can just kind of guess that they're going to take some of these other big you know franchises that have a lot of recognizable characters and say, hey, can we make this a MOBA? Can we <clears throat> you know turn it into a money making machine? But you know, I am sort of with Christian on this. I'm not sure it's a sell by date on Heroes, but it might be a best before. If that makes sense, you know, I mean, I think that there is a window of opportunity into which that game will be a bigger thing than the longer Dota 2 stays I mean, out there and the soaks his- up people. The longer Riot has to You could have said around. the same thing about World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was could just going to say. Yeah. The, but that's seen, what I was we've saying. We've seen this exactly, right? Like Dota 1 was your Ultima Online EverQuest. Like, hey, <laughs> they had some success. Okay. And then WoW came along and that's your league in this yeah. metaphor. And then there were a couple copiers and, you know, Dota 2 came along. It was based on the other thing. That's really popular. And now you have all these copycats. And where are all the MMOs post-WoW? They all went mm. free to play and they're all dying. So isn't that... But I, I mean, that's what I said, I thought, right? So at first no, you disagreed. No, but now I said it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to say, he, Brian Leahy? Uh, thanks. He's got he's to sum it up and then restate it and make it his own. So that's how it's like, you like, it's like you're rolling it I gotta, up. I got to represent. I may have been on less episodes than you by this point. <laughs> no. Hey, but you're still more well-liked than me. I think that's, that's the key. The less episodes you're on, the more liked you are. <laughs> well, the, that doesn't bode well for Garnet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it never has, brother. <laughs> it never has. <laughs> many, many years later, never has worked out that way. So uh, while you were traveling, Andrea, were you uh, mobile gaming on the plane? Um, I actually was, yes. I didn't get to play the game that I'm currently obsessed with because it's an online game. That's The Hobbit Kingdoms of Middle-Earth, which hopefully I can get to talk about at some point. But I did finally um, uh, start playing Zelda, Link to the Past on 3DS, um, and I've been enjoying it. I have to say, like, I remember when, Jeff, you had, uh, when I was on the show, you had talked about it when you got the advanced copy mm-hmm. and were playing, and I had said, you know, you... Just describing it alone makes me want to, you know, give it a whirl because I've never been a Zelda fan. I just, it's never really grabbed me as a as a franchise, and so I've been playing it. And I got to one little puzzle area where I almost like rage quit. And I was like, "This is why I hate Zelda. Zelda's stupid." And then I was like, "No, come on, you can do this. If millions of people can play it. You could do it too." So, but I've been having fun. It's been great. Christian is Christian is virtual. Drawing fingerboarding behind you with Ali Ali. I, I was playing Ali Ali over your head. Did yeah. You, do you? Did you bring a Vita? Are you a Vita girl? I have a Vita, but it's in a box. I have never opened it. You never opened it? <laughs> the fuck? Nobody wants to play with a Vita in the box. <laughs> Seriously? No. Are you? Are you dead serious? You've never opened it? Literally, the box is sitting on my desk. In, at what my the house. actual fuck, Andrea? Come I'm on. I'm sorry. I I just like. I, I have Did my you pay pilot. for it with the tears of children? No, I didn't. It was it's a review unit that was sent to us, and I tried You're to send really it. Behind well, so, on that Sony's review. getting their PR value. <laughs> Dude, that. I told them I would send it back to them. I wrote to him and was like, "Listen, I'm I have to be honest. I don't have time they to have 
and we and we can't we can't do, <laughs> we can't do video coverage of it because it's really difficult to. Is uh, this an anyway. Xbox product? Not interested. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> blow, Christian. I don't know if you That's... sell it on eBay if it's worth more or less that you haven't played it. Listen, I, I have played the Vita. I have played it several times. My own personal Vita, I haven't opened yet because I just haven't gotten around to it because I've been busy playing it on my PS4. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> No, there's nothing wrong with it. I think the Vita is a great platform. In your defense, it's super fun in the box too. Yeah. you can bounce stuff off it. It's I'm okay. You guys can give me. You guys can give me a hard time. I was just gonna ask if you. I feel it like she was just giving the Miss South Carolina defense <laughs> and played Ollie Ollie or not because it's a great game, but a game. No, that needs I've been a playing break. Zelda on the 3ds. Also, everyone should know that Andrea and I right now are sharing a mic, so we're like inches away from each other, <laughs> yelling cute. at each other. <laughs> it's kind of cute. It's like that. Kind of cute. It's like that two-headed monster on Sesame Street. <laughs> Anyway, I'm glad you're playing Zelda. Uh, I hope you don't give up on the the puzzles because yeah. Uh, yeah. the the brilliance of of the design of Zelda games is that I think uh, those puzzles are always you you can always move forward, you can always do anything in any order and you'll eventually get to the solution. It's 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 really quite elegant and uh, I think that's the charm of of Zelda as a puzzle game too. You have an XL? No, it was really? interesting. Um, yeah, because I I had this debate with some other video game friends of mine, and they were they were like it was really split down the middle. Some of them were like, no, the 3D effect on the original is better than the XL, and the other people are like, who it's uses exactly the 3D? They're like, who uses the 3D effect anyway? <laughs> Just turn the 3D off and get the big screen. And I really would like to get an XL, but I can't justify yeah, like, buying it right now. Sweetie, I'm right there with you. I'm, you like, I'm in the exact same spot. You trade in that talk Vita. about it a million this, times. <laughs> yeah. The screen is not like the bigger screen's great, whatever. But the game resolutions aren't that big. The better, the actual form factor of the yeah. unit is better. It's more nice on your hands. It's less the, the original is very jagged and oh, weird. I get crampy, ergonomic, <laughs> crampy. Yeah. I do. Yeah, well, you get like it, well, you it get, depends like, on what time of the month claw. I'm playing it, but mostly I get oh. crampy. Oh yeah. So what's this addiction then to uh, the Hobbit? Hmm. So what's that all about? So this game has actually been out for a little while now. It's been almost over a year, a year and a half, I think. And I first heard about this game when I was invited to a launch event for their expansion pack for Desolation of Smog, which came out when the Hobbit movie came out in right. December. And is this mobile? It is. It's mobile. Okay. It's um, exclusively mobile. You can get it on iOS or Android. And I have been playing it primarily on my iPad, even though I've thought about getting it on my Android phone just so I can update it faster, like more times throughout the day. So it's um, it's like an RTS, and it's free to play. And at first, I was really frustrated with how many paywalls there were. Then I realized, oh, well, like any game, you have to put some time in and actually figure out how it works. What I really love about it is that it has a really deep level of strategy involved, and there's so many different layers to the game, and they have provided enough content to make you want to keep coming back and keep playing to get to the next level. There are some content blocks behind paywalls that I'm a little upset with, but considering how many hours I've put into the game... I kind of have to have that conversation with myself and go, hey, if you've put 15 hours into this game, don't you think it's worth $10? Don't you think it's worth $20, $30? And I was given some credits to start out the game with uh, from Kabam, which equaled to about $10 worth of in-app purchases if you were to buy your way in. Just as a disclaimer for people who are listening. like I always want people to know that that's how my experience began. So 
now that I've been playing, I've been playing it now for three months, and I'm part of an alliance. I have daily chat with my members of my alliance. I like know about their lives. I feel like it's like this whole other world that I haven't really gotten they into. They didn't want to call it a fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> they went with alliance. Right. Well, but it's because there's yeah, because there's a, a different uh, races in the game. I don't know why they didn't call it fellowship. Probably because the hobbits aren't involved. You can't play as hobbits. It's called the Hobbit, but you can't play as hobbits. No, you can play as elves Wait. or dwarves right now. <laughs> Are you an elf or a dwarf? <clears throat> Elves, of course. Why do you of say of course? What's wrong with dwarves? Come on. I mean, Jesus. I have one. You have I, to ask. I, I have a second city on another server where I have a dwarf city, but I prefer elves. I don't know. I just like. So them. you're in pretty deep. Yeah. No, I have. Yeah, I'm. Pre- I, I'm in pretty deep. I have two cities now. I'm in like the top fifteen in my alliance. Would it be Would it be correct then, listening to what you were saying that that if you're going to get into this game mm-hmm. that you should go in eyes open and say like this is not a free to play game that I'm going to grind through this is a free to play game that if I get into I'm going to wind up having to spend some money yes because I think that they have successfully hooked me as a player enough to where I say I am having enough fun at this game that I want to advance and yeah do I don't have an argument with that faster, I'm just saying yeah. but, it, but the way the design is set up is that if you if you after playing it for a while decide oh I'm really into this game I'm going to play it you're going to have to also say okay I'm okay with paying some money um I mean, yes and no. I think that really depends on the kind of player you are. I think that there is a way to grind through the game. All right. So if there's still grind. If you're, yeah, no, there's definitely grind. There's, there's uh, like the time blocks. Like, hey, okay, so I'm going to upgrade this building. It's going to take me X amount of hours mm-hmm. to upgrade it, right? So That's pretty old school stuff. Yeah. But I, I think that my whole argument always against free to, or for and against free to play is like if the content stands on its own and I'm, I think that there's nothing wrong with having, you know, to pay for content. Right. Like, so what's the action part of the game? Yeah. Um, what do you do? Isn't it interesting that we've spent all this time like, talking about it yeah. and you've... Haven't told you like, what the gameplay is. We've talked about how the paywall is <laughs> yeah. and what, what you, you, do, what do you, what do? you don't get so, and what you do get. So the gameplay is, so you start a city and in that city you need to um, build a population of your city and then that population eventually you'll use to build your army. So to sustain your city you have to build resources. So there's like farms, there's... Um, arbors for lumber, there's ore, and there's uh, mining for stone. So it's stone, ore, lumber, and food are your four main resources. So and kind then of classic gold. old, like, Anno style. Build a city, build right. houses, build all the stuff that your right. population Right, you build wants. barracks to train your soldiers, and you can upgrade the barracks and upgrade the homes. And then there's a variety of other things. There's a great hall where you can get heroes from the game, and the heroes will eventually lead your army. And the heroes are characters from, you know, the Middle-Earth universe, Gandalf, Saruman, uh, Bilbo, people like that. And then you can level up your heroes by taking them on the campaign. So in addition to, like, the building of the city and maintaining your resource field and training soldiers to build your army... You can also go out and attack other cities, other players' cities. So you go to, like, the world map on your server, and you can see all the other cities and the resource fields that are um, available to conquer. Is it asynchronous? So, like, when you attack someone's city, it's just async? I don't know what you mean by that. I have to be are honest. Are they also, like, <clears throat> on their iPad at the same time defending and fighting you, or you just submit turns you, and it... It's not... That's it. not visible to see if they're online at that specific time, which kind of puts an interesting element to it um but you like so like a lot of times when i get attacked is when i'm off of Mm -hmm. my ipad when i'm not monitoring it but if you are online 
and working you um there's a watchtower that you can build in your city and the and if somebody's coming to attack you it'll send up warnings to you it'll like has this like red flashing on the screen and depending on how far you've upgraded your watchtower it'll tell you how many troops are coming what's the level of the hero what types of troops they are if that person's in an alliance what the alliance name is, you know, so the farther you upgrade, the more mm-hmm. detailed information you get. So if you're online, when you're being attacked, you can retaliate. But if you're offline, then you just kind of get wiped out. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, don't get this game. Save up your money and buy <laughs> XCOM for your iPad. And it's better money. Yeah. It's better money. It's better money. <clears throat> um, they're different. They're different games. They're, I, I, I would say you should try it out because it's free to play. So you can try it for free. But I've been having a lot of fun with it, and I'm a huge Tolkien fan, so, like, the lore of the world and, like, all of the different things having to do with that universe was a big draw for me as a player. I feel like if this gameplay was set in a different universe, I probably wouldn't like it as much. I have to be honest about that. Hmm. Um, But I've been having a lot of fun with it. And the campaign is, like, a whole other element. There's a farming aspect that I'm not super jazzed about. Like, you have to farm a lot to get things from other players and also from the campaign. But... That aspect, as annoying as it can be, also makes the game a lot deeper and allows you to play for an extended, you know, amount of months or years. 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 Yay. The changing years. face of mobile games. You might think about actually playing a mobile game for years. It's kind of an interesting thought, sort of. I don't know. You like Ali Ali though, Christian? Oh, Ali Ali is so good. Brian, you've been playing Ali Ali. Yeah, man. Right? It's, I have a blister <laughs> on my thumb, and I, I loved every second of it. Ali Ali is like my... Filling the skate hole, like, because if, like, Skate 4 came back, it'll never happen. EA will never bring that game back. But, like, Skate 4 on Xbox One and PS4 right now. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So instead we get Ali Ali, which is pretty good. It's great. For those who didn't play Skate, by the way, Skate was a cool game idea by EA that took the... It's uh, the game on the show, I think I said, had a better control scheme than the entirety of the Wii. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a pretty big statement. And, and one of the true. things it was really a great <laughs> skateboarding <laughs> game because one of the things they did was they brought the camera down to skateboard level, which was a really cool yeah. move. And it took out it took out the sort of over the topness of what skateboarding games. It, yeah, had the, been. To, it's, yeah, it wasn't Tony Hawk, and it had the flick controls where you had one to one control over the board, which is why it's it made landing a kick flip feel yes. awesome. Awesome. Exactly. I mean, it didn't have an actual board that you could stand on, <laughs> but I suppose it was okay. It wasn't like that. Oh my god, there was a. I was trying to remember what it was. There was a a PS one era i think it was game that had that came in the box with like a thumb board oh yeah over the thumbsticks yeah 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 and, and uh, what like, was that T- tnc surface game what was that what was that game <laughs> no it was something that bad remember yeah. you like but oh yeah put, it was a surfboarding game that had that too there was two there was, was a surfboarding a, game that did that too there was a skateboarding like game and a surfboarding it on and plugged the... it on top of the thumbsticks <laughs> and yeah it was really bad uh, it didn't, awesome. with not an effective an, an effective way to like communicate <laughs> doing that it didn't work at all anyway Yes, Christian Ali Ali. Sorry to interrupt. We like totally derailed that. I apologize. Skateboarding games. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, it doesn't matter. I mean, Ali Ali is not like Tony Hawk. It's not like Skate. I think, I mean, it's kind of like Cannibal meets, I don't know, um, maybe Meat Boy a little bit in that it, it's difficult, but if, if you fail, it's your fault. Like the controls are pretty precise. And the way it feels like skateboarding, like I think they could have made it quote unquote easier by having the same button or how you do it right now is you use your left analog to Ollie by flicking it and then flicking direction to do different tricks. 
And then before you land, you need to hit X at the right time as you come down to land to nail a landing or down on the analog again to grind. And so by using different buttons and then left trigger is spin. So it, is right. Oh, right is all. Go okay. the other way. Oh, there it is. Uh, it, it's, it's enough. It's kind of like a, a mind freak where it, it keeps you uncoordinated enough that it makes putting things together feel good, if that makes sense. Where I think the game would be quote unquote easier if X was also jump and land and then you just had the the sticks for tricks. But it feels, it's a good video game representation of what it would feel like to skateboard in the sense that ollieing and doing a kickflip isn't the same muscle memory. You know, you go back and you have to use your front foot to slide the board and, and pop a trick. And it's cool and, it, and it's satisfying when you do things. The difficulty ramp is definitely there. Um, so be prepared to put your Vita down for a little while and <laughs> lest walk you, away lest from you it. sling it around the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get crampy. It's frustrating. I mean, some of the, the goals are very challenging. Like collect all the spray paint cans and you need to hit a grind and then come off a grind at the right time. But it has the super quick reload, which is awesome. Where that if is you awesome. wreck it, you're just right back in it. And uh, the music is great. It has kind of like a Hotline Miami type soundtrack. It's kind of pulsing going the whole time. Um, I got it on as a PS Plus member for 10 bucks. At 10 bucks, I can recommend it. More than that, I would maybe think about it if it's right for you. But yeah. if you have a Vita, <laughs> Andrea, um, open it up. <laughs> Drag out and, that Vita, uh, girl. Drag the Vita out and get ollieing. It's open worthy. No, I'm going to play Tearaway first. I okay. am not okay, a fan of skateboard games. No, well, okay, we can't argue that we can't argue Tearaway. Yeah, we can't. I don't know why you were doing a motivational dance. speaker, Chris Farley. There, because I'm a little delirious. <laughs> this is kind of <laughs> awesome. Do you live in a van down there? She's like, I'm, I live she's in a still van down by the Amsterdam river. time. It's right. It's like midnight there. Awesome. It's just time to get the party started, which is where we are as well. We'll take a little break, cycles and players in and out, and come right back with more Weekend Confirmed. Doghouse Systems launching their new and improved website at the end of this month. Launching their limited special edition systems. High-end powerful gaming computers. Best performance for value. Gorgeous graphics. High-resolution ironclad stability and zero-frame lag. Everything from lightweight laptops to robust desktops. Superior and personal customer service. Use code TGIF for a free weekend confirmed t-shirt and a $30 credit on SlashLoot.com. Go to www.doghousesystems.com to see which system fits your needs today. That was pretty fun. <laughs> hey, if you're looking for a computer to play that Daisy standalone, you could do no better than a doghouse system. Jeff and I both love our systems very much, as you can tell from us having fun with the uh, read there. <laughs> These are great guys, make a great product. We both endorse them. Indeed. So there you go. You know the deal. Go to www.doghousesystems.com to check out their systems. You can use code TGIF for that free weekend confirmed t-shirt and your $30 credit on Slash Loot. And of course, they have that new website that'll be launching here anytime. So enjoy it. Check it out. New computers too. New computers. I'm not ready quite yet, but uh, I, you never know. Sometime soonish. Maybe. Nah, be the guys. I'm probably I'll probably be this fall for a new one, but they will definitely be. I'll definitely be going back to them. So there you go. Doghousesystems.com. Bring. This is what we're going to miss, see? The uh, apropos production I just want to know where he got that music from. It's so sad. I feel like I'm on a soap opera or something. <laughs> it's right. like... As the weekend revolves. Clarinet is the saddest instrument. It is. Yeah. Jeff, it's about your father. What? Yeah. What about him? Well... Yeah? The tests came back. They did? They did. He's awesome? <laughs> they came back positive for awesome? 
We're going to bring in Dr. Mattis to talk to you in a minute. Oh, good. Oh, God. Thank goodness. Yeah, uh, we, don't, we don't test for awesome here. No? <laughs> no. No, Why not? It's a, it's a sad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course, Del Rio from the booth. It's only awesome because he's wearing the right jersey. All right. So uh, we have now been joined by Jason Paul from Naughty Dog, web developer guy extraordinaire. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and uh, he's now also known as his new, na- his new nickname is The Problem. You are the problem. He is the problem because he just admitted to us in the break that he's the guy who's sending his money to 2K Sports in NBA 2K. I can't help it. (laughs) I can't help it. I want my player to be dope as soon as I... Okay, so first off, I'm playing career mode only. I started my creative mode player. Um... And What's his name? What's his name? Oh, it's Jason Paul for nice, sure. Nice. I mean, I want to hear the commentary. like, oh, Jason gets the three. Jason dunked on so and so. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's like just such an ego. Gasol pump. can't handle Jason in the post. That's right. He can't. <laughs> Nobody can. Literally. Yeah, you spent $400. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're blinding Chris Paul with money. You're just making it rain as you go through the lane. And I will continue to. Okay. Yesterday, I was dunking oh all God, over people. Don't give 2K any ideas. They'll have like a button you can press. It's like an Instant microtransaction. Oh my God, Jason yes. Paul in NBA 2K is 12 feet tall. <laughs> no bench press, no. 600 pounds. I put it as my my true attributes, except that I can dunk out the building. I dunk like LeBron. <laughs> I shoot. I shoot like Steph Curry, of and course. I cross over like Chris Paul. I am by far the best player that's ever existed. You're more machine than Matt now. Like right. the United Wait, States how government. How much did that cost you? <laughs> well done. So unfortunately, so far it's cost me between 15 and 20 dollars of buying these Dude. fake gold coin credits things On that top I cannot... of a $60 yeah. game. Yeah. I know. I know. You <laughs> you look at me, but I'm disappointed in myself as well, but I can't help it. <laughs> Your studio wins a few Game of the Year awards, and all of a sudden you got disposable income. <laughs> I see how it is. Last time I championed a Naughty Dog game, Uncharted 4 is going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I really, I really do enjoy playing the game. I... Get mad every time I buy more money or spend more money on this game. I like frustratingly be like, oh, okay, you win. I can't get enough credits just playing the game. So I shoot the lights out. I, I, love, I make I, them pay for I it. I love video games that teach me to hate myself. <laughs> those are the, my favorite. Games. Gonna be re- Jeff, those are called video games. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yes, yes. Because well, Garnet, you, uh, Mattis, and I—we've all been playing the game too. Yeah, yeah. I haven't spent a dime. I have not spent. Nope. a dime. I refuse to spend a dime. Okay, nope. but question is: but are you guys you realize guys- that we are percentage-wise exactly the breakdown? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's the one guy who they're counting on. Well, all right, I say like he's this. monetizing like a motherfucker. Yeah. He's out there he's like, oh yeah, I spent fifteen, twenty dollars, no problem. I'm like, fuck. This is the thing. If I was playing when I play as a full team, like manager, you control every single player. There's no reason to spend any money because I'm only going to play teams in which I like players that I can know will do well. I love, uh, the, I love the Lakers, but there's not very many. You can't be Swaggy P forever. Like that's just not going to happen. But like I'll play as Golden State and I'll just, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll funnel all my points into Steph Curry or Clay Thompson and we'll just shoot threes all day. Right? It's fantastic. But when you gotta when you're your own player and they make you start at the bottom, just like Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I pay my way up to the top. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I want that mountaintop so badly. Look, I want to be the first rookie to be rookie of the year. I've broken all Will Chamberlain's records. 
Three point shooting records, dunking records, blocks, steals. It doesn't then matter. Then mom will see. <laughs> dude, there's and I'm winning a championship. This could be a starting from the bottom. Now next to your name in that here. record book and be like <laughs> microtransaction, yeah, yeah, exactly. performance enhancing <laughs> payments. They offered it. <laughs> they offered it. I didn't. <laughs> okay, so what are the, what are the what are the customizations you've been buying? Like, what have you been getting? So, for your- so first of all, they have done. I will tell them this. They have done an amazing job of finding out more and more ways for you to spend money on this game. Um, I originally thought when I like set up my player, I was like, okay, there's offense and defense stuff. Man, don't let me go. You just don't search through the menus because then there's like physique stuff. Like, oh, your vertical can actually be adjusted. I thought that was something that wasn't adjusted, but I started going through. And then consistent, it's consistency meter and like your mental state and like how that works in the game. Then you have to buy, oh, you want to shoot like a certain player? Cool, buy it. Right, you want to shoot like Ray Allen? Buy it. Sweet. You want to yeah. dunk like LeBron? Buy it. We got right? that. You want dunk packages? Buy it. You know, like it's just so much stuff. Oh, you want to buy some shoes? Buy it. You can't. Your player can't just walk around with Nikes. No, you get the boring two K shoes until you can buy. You want a shirt? When you go to the draft, so you don't look like a prick. <laughs> you gotta buy it. So what I do? I buy a oh full on tuxedo, God. and I rock that tuxedo everywhere. When I'm on the airplane flying to Atlanta, I got. I'm wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> And I, I walk that, my jersey. They should just you, they should just quote you in the menus. <laughs> Do you want a shirt so you don't look like a prick? And then there's like a prompt that says, buy, buy it. it. Yeah. <laughs> RRB. So <laughs> yeah, it. originally I started off with three-point shot. Like I thought that was, you just had to be as a shooting guard because that's roughly what my height would have me at. I mean, I would be a small shooting guard now, but um, three points. Then I wanted my dunks. But you can only have like baby dunks if you don't have your vertical high. So you got to bump up your vertical to maximum. Oh, but then you got to like be able to have a strong dunk. So you got to put your strength up and your stamina. And it's just a downward spiral of it's spending money. It's 60% of NBA players file for bankruptcy five years after <laughs> retirement. <laughs> so you're well on your way. Your guy's going to do it. He's going to have that tuxedo and that's all. He's going to wear it hey, fucking everywhere. Hey, hey, like, you will yeah. rock that so tuxedo. Far, so far, I've got my Nike sponsorship. I got my Sprite sponsorship and Gatorade. And I'm going to work on whatever else is coming away. I want to get Under Armour just because Steph Curry wears Under Armour shoes. You got to tell them to step oh up, though, God. so you don't have to keep paying for this stuff. I, like, they I should... Well, okay, there's there's one benefit. Like, if you if you do one get a bit. Nike... Just one bit. Just one, one bit. benefit, you right? You paid for the right to be an advertisement for, <laughs> for those multi-billion dollar companies. All right, if you, if you get a Nike sponsorship in the game, then Nike gives you all their shoes, right? So you don't have to pay for the shoes anymore. Downfall is if you want to wear someone else's shoes, like Jordan shoes or some other brand, you got to pay for those shoes. It's all downward spiral. It's horrible. Yeah. So I just play basic career. I, I play old school. Like I'm playing as my Houston Rockets and I'm playing a career and I'm letting myself lose when I lose and the Rockets lose about a third of the time when I play with them, kind of like in real life. Translation, like, my character looks like a prick. No, I'm, I'm not a character. I'm not yeah, a character. Playing, I'm playing as a that. fucking team. Like I don't understand. And I know a lot of people love this mode, but like, did you blow through a season and, or why did you dive into this? Follow, why'd you follow the white rabbit into this hole? You knew it. You, you're smart. You work in video games. You knew well what you were getting into. Don't, oh, and then they, uh, too late. And then my credit card was out. And now I'm, uh, I'm homeless. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how, else, how else are you going to get to the hookers and blow mini games? <laughs> That's true. Like, like, that's right, the I, only I will way. say this. Uh, so I'm a huge FIFA fan. And in FIFA, I play just a manager mode, which would be you play as the whole team. And I've never had a desire to create my own player. Um, Maybe it's because the Lakers suck this year. <laughs> and like, are you on the La- though- by the way? Did you put your player on the Lakers? No. So, so since you start the draft, uh, the Lakers would be my team that I would like to be with. But I had to start at the bottom. So I Who had you get drafted by. 
I got the Hawks, but oh, I, I want it. Hawks. I want it to be with Cleveland so I can play with uh, Kyrie Irving. That would be. I feel like I'm living some weird dreams yeah, through this game. That's what's like going it. on. Like, I mean, I want to play with Zidane in real life, but Zidane's not in FIFA. Like, that's not going to happen. And I have no desire to play really with, like, any other the Galaxy players or something like that. So that's probably part. I mean, I remember when I started the game, I was super frustrated because it loaded forever, and they kind of force you to do certain things. They force you to create a, a uh, you know... A player, I felt like. Once dude, you, dude, you want to talk about the fantasy thing as long as we're down the sports rabbit hole. So I've been playing with the four string leagues in Madden. And, you know, they've been doing this for a long time. And I, I fell out last year, but I came back this year because I had an opening for the Cowboys. So I took the Cowboys. I'm like, yeah, I get to play my Cowboys, which is awesome, except it's the Cowboys in Madden. And I don't play frequently enough to be super competitive with people who play like all the time because most of the folks in the league play all the time. But I can play. I can play well and have fun with it, especially playing my team. It's fun, right? So we just finished the first season. Super Bowl ended, and right after the Super Bowl ends, then the game goes into its off-season mode, right? And one of the first things it does is it processes all the end-of-season transactions. Motherfucking Romo retired. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best news your team has ever heard. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, I've always, not only am I a Cowboys fan, but I'm a Romo backer, and I'm like, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it because it's, it's a decision that the AI made for him. He's like, yeah, I'm retiring. I got this $100 million contract. Yeah, fuck it. No, they'll, make it, they'll make he, it so you can pay 10 bucks to bring him out of retirement. <laughs> no, no. I, EA no. has not figured that gem out yet. Don't give them <laughs> ideas sorry. either. Or, yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome if you could pull like, you know, yeah. uh, Joe Montana out of retirement by paying $10. But he, listening to you talk, Jason, scares me. Because, it scares me too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it scares me because I'm the guy that takes three hours when I start up Dragon Age to fiddle with the sliders to make my character look like me. And then I'm like, role pl- I'm in it. I'm doing the decisions that I want to make. And I can see the same thing in my genre of choice of... Well, fuck! I want that sweet ass. Dude, it won't take three cool, hours anymore. Cool It'll just take three hundred dollars. You know? I want that cool helm, and I want that freaking. Oh man, I want that helm so bad. But the only way to get it is to pay real cash money. Unlock facial option five for a dollar. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. I guarantee. I, I'm with you. It's, it's a horrible happen. problem. It's starting in sports games, but it's gonna it's gonna happen everywhere. It's like Connect just took your picture. Do you want your character to look like you? Pay yeah. five dollars, or yeah. do you want that sweet ass <laughs> helm and that aw- those awesome leggings? And oh, there's a new magic spell well, that okay. you probably want. I'm never so, badass. So I'm never please, buying. Please leggings place your for... near field communications credit card on top of the connect. and leave it there. And leave it there. You can. I. I should. I mean, you can grind your way through. That is totally an option, and that but is the usually problem, an option I would do. Right, the but pro- the problem everyone says is that is that there's only one pool of funds, and it goes to everything. Yeah, it's. It would be incredibly hard. You, like, I've gone from no name to starter on the Hawks, right, in le- in a season. Okay, that is That's unrealistic. anyone on the Hawks. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's still, it's still, you know, relatively unrealistic coming out, is, like, because I am I, ra- I aged it as myself, so a 28-year-old coming out of the draft, like, it's not <laughs> happening, right? <laughs> so but it was... I had to take, I had to repeat a few years. <laughs> but with all that, right, like I could grind my way through it, but it would take me how many seasons just to end up being a starter, right? Because I can't hit any shots. Every player seems to be so much better than you. So I see, whereas the normal the person game. would be like, man, this mode kind of sucks. Yeah. I'm just no, going to exactly. go back to season. No. Uh, yeah. 
I'm just gonna go play. My favorite thing about about this, my favorite fucking thing about this, Jason, is that you were like, I could age him down to you better, but no, I'm committed (laughs) to being me in this fucking game. It's immersion. I will pay. It's immersion. I can't help it. (laughs) Don't don't let him try to like tie this with Oculus Rift and like first person view this bad boy (laughs) because I will be ducking in my household all day long. I have so much respect for that. You you are you would rather pay the money than compromise you being in the game like you could make yourself taller that's just because he's not over 30 yet (laughs) hey hey i'm getting there i turn 29 next month so i mean yeah in february it's coming but i'm not worried i'd still be 29 year old dunking all over lebron (laughs) and dwight howard and everybody else in the league yo man i came in at 53 but i gotta be be me oh man i love that i love it see that gives me an idea right there i want to age a player and see how like what would the game do and give him retarded stats. Pay a hundred dollars. Yeah. Give him ridiculous no! stats. We can't just to see him. what the game would do, right? And the seventy-year-old with a hunchback scores <laughs> again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. This is the game I've been playing hours. And you know what's upsetting hours. about this is the actual game is the game on the court is so fun to play. Like Christian yeah, and I played yeah, some online. Yeah. I've been playing offline. Christian's playing offline. Just it's it's a blast. Yep. No, we have to talk Christian into using thumbstick for shooting. I I I use thumbstick for the free throw line, and then I still use um, the square button for any other shot. Even dunks. Oh yeah, R two dunk. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I maybe not be the greatest dunker. Maybe that's why I keep buying dunk packages so they look better. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I so, didn't even know. <laughs> it's just look, so yesterday, much. Yesterday, yesterday, not to cut you off. Yesterday, I was online talking to my brother, and was the first time I had the mic on, and I noticed that I got a technical for cursing. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's didn't anime. even know yeah. that was, and it was yep. like calling plays that I, I mean, I wasn't saying man to man defense, but it thought I said man to man defense, and like <laughs> switched up on me. So I, there's a whole. He's like, oh man, this defense of this game. Yeah. I don't under, I don't, I haven't unlocked. Have you gone into the practice mode? No. Oh, you should. I just turned on the game and just started playing. I was like, oh, career mode. Paying. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, he's like, I just want to go pay. Fuck this. I don't want to learn how to play the game. No, yeah, you can dunk if you know what the controls are. I'll save you ten bucks. (laughs) I literally just cross over R two square button, see what happens. So that's. I like that he was talking about this Candyland sequence, man to man defense. (laughs) Your mind is going to be blown when you go home and check out practice mode because everything that you want to see as far as animations and the way the players go to the rack is all predicated on how you do the inputs on the right stick. You want to do you want to do a little like come up on the right foot like and do a little juke to the left and then do a spin around to the right and put it in. That's easy. Okay, I, I do use the R stick like, for like crossovers like, and uh, no, in it, your like, shot. Euro stuff. So once you're coming in, like jam the turbo and then like slap it right, then pull it left and then do a quarter circle around the bottom. Sounds filthy. Finish him. <laughs> like, all of all of you, all of these, all of the inputs that you can imagine doing like in a fighting game with the right stick equate to different moves around the hoop of what sort of shot you're going to take. I'm excited. So you can. Well, here's the. I tell you the first. Like my first thought right now is the menu is so shit. I don't even know where to go find practice mode. Okay, the menu is shit. So go find the menu. <laughs> so go find it. Like like. I have like, to Google like YouTube. Like where is how you know, can you play this game not being able to do a drop step on command? Like you got to be able to do a drop drop. Because step. I paid so my players <laughs> don't. Uh, did you not? Did you not hear that part, Garner? <laughs> He's that part He's like, I don't even nothing nobody can do. I don't even have to touch player. the controls anymore. <laughs> it's just like go. This guy just walks slowly toward the hoop, and everybody backs away. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! Look at Jason. It's good, good thing I bumped no, up that fear right. stat. It's literally like I am a consumer, and I just went to a strip club, and 2K is just, ha- just raining dollars all over. <laughs> all right. 
I could spend more too. That's the problem. Bro, I so know I can justify right. a reason to spend I want you, more. Would you look at me right now? Do me a favor. Go check out the practice mode at least. Uh, I will. At least, at least a little bit. You, you, have you, Jeff? Do you play with the right stick? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I, there are times when I will do a hybrid of both, but I tend to okay. default to the right stick. Yeah, because once you get accustomed to it, you realize holy, and on all of it makes sense. Like once you get down the way they mapped your body, the player body movements to the way the stick movements are, you don't think about like, oh, I want to do a, you know, I want to do a left plant, right swivel, and then like hook it over this guy. You just, you just sort of instinctively go. And you, and you and it comes out the way you wanted it to. Yeah, like my guys, my guys going to the left of the hoop. This guy's coming in on the right, and then you can like even the double clutch stuff is great. Yeah, because you'll you'll be going up for a dunk, and then just do a quick little swoop, and he'll go into a layup, and guy will just sail was right by a, you. It's great. Chris Hardaway's patented move: left step, right swivel. I <laughs> believe is what he learned at UTEP. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what his move was called. It, the menus. That's where I feel like they do lure you into spending money. Though I literally had to Google how you play just a regular. Like uh, yeah. season, just, it's, it's under, it's under yeah. like my career or my GM or something. And it, when you upload the game, like this game is a fantastic on the court game, but it this is. game needs to be taken to the fucking coals for all the other crap Absolutely that's wrong agree. with it. Like the DRM, the the huge patches that made the DRM worse, the menu systems that shit, the load times that are pretty oh, awful, the monetization right. that is horrendous. And it's like, it's tough because the game I would still recommend to basketball fans, yep. but part of that is because, oh my God, EA's game is, <sighs> what the heck? What the heck's wrong with that? No, dude, it's for purists. Right, yeah, yeah. Totally legit. It's, it's so frustrating. I almost wish that there was a $30 version of this game that was just a, I don't, I don't know what the answer is actually, it's just, it's it's bad. Well, it's your, it's, it's the whole yearly iterations system i mean they keep layering stuff on until it's like i mean madden's the same way if you haven't been playing madden for a bit no you know what the answer is here here's the answer you know. the yeah, answer is madden this. and fifa's menus like there's other stuff that i can forgive in those games but the nba is just oh the all, answer is ugh. the making, best thing on there is the soundtrack making 60 dollar games and applying then free to play like if you're going to publish and make, you're going to make and publish games, which 2K is a publisher, then your pricing model is a big part of the package you're giving out to a player. And if you're going to sell a $60 game and then layer on top of it a free to play, a hard free to play mechanic, that's messed up. It's the exact opposite of what you saw Double Fine do with Broken Age. Like, Broken Age is the right way to come at this stuff. And it's because, you know what, they had labored under you know, tough relationships and had great games that they wanted to have made. And now they're, now they're running their own thing and they're coming out the right way. And everybody is, is into it. The broken age is doing great for them because it's the right way to come at it. And it's a good monetization scheme. Clearly it's working for them. I mean, they changed things up some since the Kickstarter, but well, what about the idea of it being released in two parts? That's what I was saying. They changed the ha- thing or a bad well, thing. Is it a bad thing? that the game became so much bigger and grander than what they originally envisioned. You tell me, because I haven't played the game. So you tell me, is it? Yeah, are, I, I, are you excited having played the first chart? That's why I say they changed things up. Is it, yeah. is it exciting now that they did so much in the first game, the part you've seen, mm-hmm. that you're happy that they blew it up into a larger game? Or are you frustrated because you were promised, well, oh, wait, we're paying for the whole I'm thing? I'm not frustrated because I was promised. I'm frustrated because there's cliffhangers. You want to get to the end. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is a game all about story, and the end, it ends on cliffhangers right um, but there's more to come you get more no, that's cool but it, it, i mean yeah I, I don't really have a huge problem with it uh i mean the game is bifurcated anyway there's two storylines and it seems like well if you're gonna put out the game in two storylines put out one storyline <laughs> each right, right instead of this weird thing where i halfway through i switch over 
and I'm left on a major cliffhanger. Yeah, I got a couple couple cliffhanger. All right, so yeah. so background me on Broken Age real quick. Well, Broken Age, of course, is the is the double fine um, uh, point and click adventure, old school classic uh, Lucas Arts slash um, Sierra old Sierra game type point and click adventure uh, done with modern technology. It's really quite beautiful. It looks like a storybook, like it's, it's children's story. The art in it is fantastic. It's the Tim Schafer yeah. game we've been looking to and wanting Indeed. for a long, long time. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's not exactly what I expected. I, I expected it to be, it's a lot more subtle and sort of sweet and... It's not funny. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's got it's, a humor is slant. It's charming as fuck, but it is not. Oh, it's like, charming. It is not a lot of belly laughs. It's not a lot of like laugh it's not out a, loud. But it's very engaging and it's very like yeah, beautiful and fun. And you do. I was playing it with a smile on my face a lot of the time. But yeah, it's not. Day There's of the no Te- joke. It's not Day of the Tentacle. It's yeah. not like you know Monkey Island. Even it's it's mechanically similar, but but story wise, it feels more like a fairy tale. Like it a, very like much a, feels like a like a children's book come to life. Um and. Uh, there's two. The game starts and gives you a choice. Do you want to start with the female story or the male story? There's two main protagonists, and the 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 game itself, the the setting, the genre of the game is hard to pin down because it is all everything kind of. It's it's a fairy tale land, but it's also got science fiction, but it's also got sort of monster stuff. I mean, it's it doesn't really fit squarely into any one box. Uh, but generally speaking, the female storyline is sort of more that fairy tale thing, and the boy storyline starts in space, so it's very science fictiony. But yeah. there's crossover in both. Are these happening mm-hmm. at the same time in the same world? Well, you don't quite know. Okay. Uh, when you start, yeah. In fact, I I'm not quite done with her storyline, but I finished his, and I'm sort of wondering how they're going to cross over. Well, you'll and, see at the end of hers. Well, I won't say anything. Okay. But, okay. Um, I won't say anything. Uh, I I enjoyed her story much more than I enjoyed his, but that why, may be why because I played hers first. I played oh. his first, and you liked his more. I I actually find that I I found that I liked them both equally. In fact, mm-hmm. when I got done with his, I was like, "Wow, this is an awesome, totally different change of pace in terms of the visuals and the atmosphere yeah. and all that." And I it, they both work together, and they definitely there's something tying them together. But well, they're both about like, this idea of taking control of your fate. Um, both characters are in situations where yeah. they have to grab the reins of their life and and break out of routine. That's cool. Which is very cool. Uh, the boys, the the boys' version of that is sort of breaking out of a re- repetition loop, right? And I found that to be like the fact that they have to express that to the player. I found to be a little tedious, but maybe it was because I had already played through all of the girls' storyline. Yeah, maybe maybe that would be a good recommendation to start with his because I was. I was sort of just when I was like, oh, this is a little slow. It was like, okay, now we're into it. And I was yeah. like, I was like there. I could see if you were set up by her story, you'd be ready to get into the the action a little bit quicker. Well, that's but. why I think it, it 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 seems to me it would have been a stronger choice to release one of them as the first game and release the other of them as the second half of the game. Maybe the second halves of both their stories sync up so and you don't know yet i don't know you yet. don't know yet so. but it seems to me like it would have been better to just play through one character and then have that second half but whatever i'm, they I'm clearly know better than i do, i'm so. i'm sort of i'm sort of at this point i'm sort of used to the episodic approach and because it's not an add-on i have to buy because i know it's coming at some point you know i i play all the telltale stuff as the episodes yeah. get released so i'm not I, i've <laughs> sort of been trained to not 
that doesn't bother me as much well, as it used to. It's interesting that you bring up the Telltale thing because uh, having played uh, episode one of season two of Walking Dead so recently and having Telltale be the sort of poster child lately of the yep. resurgence of adventure games, it's so interesting to me how unlike that kind of game this is. This oh, yeah. is very much that old school game that I grew up with. King's so Quest. find a widget, make find sure you a, use widget, a widget, combine the widgets, figure out how to use the widget. Uh, it is very much item based, unlike The Walking Dead, right? And conversation, a lot of a lot of talking. A lot how, of, how does that feel? Does it, how much of it is nostalgic feeling, and how much of it feels like oh, we left that behind? I think it feels like both of those things to me. It, fe- it feels very nostalgic. I'm I'm have all these wonderful warm feelings of of when the triple triplest a of the triple a was king's quest mm-hmm. and you you all the money was in that kind oh, yeah, of game yeah. and it was like for the first time ever painted backgrounds <laughs> hand painted backgrounds yeah. and like oh my god it looks amazing this game is all that hand paint it looks like that and it is of that pedigree um but yes it is slow mm-hmm. it is methodical it is you back go you know you go back to places you've been a hundred times well, and you may get and you may get stuck you know unlike <clears throat> and granted i didn't i haven't really i ran into the think one thing that i had to sort of puzzle through a little bit but yeah it is definitely Missed not stuck no, no 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 it's not that hard okay but but it is definitely harder than the walking dead walking yeah. dead is not about puzzles really no it's not there's a couple of moments in the walking dead and you tire all the episodes where you have to figure something out but mostly that's about Really, more role playing than well, anything. Yeah, and else. it's yeah, it's about find the next hot spot, get all the things that you need to get, and then trigger this dialogue with some choices in it. Right. You know, that's this is more like this is puzzles. This is old school. Yeah, and and the dialogue is witty and clever, and that they give you the dialogue choices and stuff, and that's all very present. But yeah, there, it, I guess it does feel a little dated. I just, it's funny to me that nobody. I mean, I played a lot of adventure games that have, you know, take that style on in, in the indie side and. This one just, it feels like that old sort of, you know, Tim Schafer magic, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, even though it's not like laugh out loud funny, like, you know, the other stuff, it is, the characters are all just immediately, like you recognize them and you know their personality and they're, you know, they're all voiced. And so you really get into this world. It's the voice very, work very is well. fantastic. It's, it's, the voice work is So look, awesome. you guys sound like yeah. you really like it. So back yeah. to my original question. How do you feel about what transpired then over the course of the development of this game? The Kickstarter blew up for it. They got a ton of money for it. The project resultingly blew up, and now it's blown up to such scale that it outgrew what the original uh, contributions of the fans were, and it's, it's, you know spawned not just the game that you thought you were getting. Well, to get the whole game now, you're going to have to come back and buy the second game. I, I think they, they're delivering on their promise. I think this is people that are excited about tim schaefer making a point and click adventure game will be pleasantly surprised ple- pleasantly uh um the, the their expectations will be yeah. fulfilled yeah, right. yeah. Right. And, and it's and it's really fun it's not it's not it's interesting how much it's not a adult game in the sense that I feel like most of the people that probably contributed to that Kickstarter and have nostalgia for that is, are of a certain age because there's been this gulf where a these, broken age, yeah, broken where, age. where the, these games haven't come out for a long time. Right. So the people that are like, oh my god, Secret of Monkey Island, yes, 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 I think are of a certain age that he could have really made a game for that group, and I don't think this is that. Hmm. 
But I'm not saying that is a disappointment. I'm just surprised. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's sort of more like a Pixar thing in that in that his stuff, even though it's for kids or the Muppets or whatever, it's like even though it's for kids, there's enough adult sort of undercurrent that little little nods and things. This is definitely does feel like it's geared towards, you know, it's a fairy tale. It's right. a modern or two fairy tales. And yes, there's there's stuff in it that you know, that talks about sort of cults or or even uh, belief systems and. There's there's references that work for groupthink uh, and like that yeah, kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, that work for adults. Um, but I'm just surprised that the 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 humor isn't more sophisticated, isn't more self referential. I I really expected that with the pedigree, but this is nice. I mean, it's great. I I just I guess I was hoping for mm. a real. You wanted Day of the Tentacle. I did. Yeah. Okay. And I and I'll admit I did too. But yeah. I'm I'm pretty happy with what what it ended up being. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully you have been uh, very happy with what we can confirmed has wound up being. We still have a couple more segments to come. Stick around. We will be back with another uh, swap of the cast of characters, and it's like switching from the guy storyline to the girl storyline. Right. Indeed. So we'll, we sw- we'll switch to the girl storyline and be right back.
Thank you, Micah, of course. Uh, I, I, look, I had to throw down one last big house track, and of course I figured Gone was a good track because... It's like in a, in a God of Vita length. Because we're like so gone. <laughs> and was, that, was that the track of the entire that album was, we just played? Oh, whatever. You, you who do not like my house music can just F off. I was a great track. I had to throw one more. Maybe that's what I'll do next, is I'm just going to do like just my house music podcast. Yeah, DJ. I'm just going to do just my house music podcast and DJ and that's it. Can I still be on it? Yes, you can still be on it. <laughs> See, because Jeff secretly sorts of gets down like while those songs are on. He doesn't really want anyone to watch. It wasn't He's a like, secret in here. It wasn't a secret at all. He does sort of get down. Uh, yeah. So, God, I really actually really want to do that. As you, as those I, of you who listen to the show obviously can tell from the fact that I like throw all that music at you all the time. I, I'd constantly be waiting for a chance to talk and it would just be song <laughs> after song and then I'd be like, all right, I guess I'll go home and see you next week. <laughs> Seriously, one of the most fun things, uh, like talking about weekend confirmed stuff, one of the most fun things over the last couple of years, especially, has been like going through all of the stuff that I listen to and like picking the songs, doing the music programming for those breaks. I really, 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 really love that part. That's like, that's probably my favorite part of putting the show together. I think my favorite you picked was a Christmas song by The Waitresses. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was that pretty was, great. That is a really great track, actually. I really love that song, too. I got an awesome tweet that I want to read that I just got today because we tweeted out that we were recording the last episode. And uh, at Sazmataz wrote... Um, my husband phone rings super mega worm when I call him. No <laughs> way. Sad day indeed. Excited for the next adventure. You know, one of the suggested names was super mega game. Uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. It's all right. I like it. All right. All right. Uh, so uh, now we are rejoined. Jeff Kanata is still here. Uh, Nicole is here. Uh, hey. Miss, you know, Miss South Carolina is going to come in in a minute after she finishes paying. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things going on. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was you guys. I believe that all the people and such things and uh, no, wow. I think it's cool that we've got our uh, our two regular co-hosts. I know uh, back here for the Zav last and Brian day. together yeah. again or together. At they the, were never really they were never together, together again, but yeah. they were together at last. They were the third chair or two together. I think on episode or two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they were the third sort of the third chairs. For yes. the show, the first third. They were a very, very important part of the team and lineup. I mean, come on, front page. Well, let's be honest. Brian was the second chair when I when we started, and <laughs> yeah. I was the third chair. But who's your wife? Favorite? What? Who's your wife? Favorite? It's a morning my, zoo. In my there. wife, your or fiance, Aaron. Yeah. Well, who's her favorite on the cast? And you. <laughs> what? Wow. I'm. Yeah. Well done, As Brian. A, but she, it's only because she's representative of the entire audience of our show. <laughs> That's the only reason. It's all right, bro. It's all right. Yeah, man up. It'll be okay. You'll 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 get through this. It'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. It's just awesome to have everybody back. It is really awesome yeah. to have everybody out. It's really awesome to have everybody who's contributed into the show. Like, obviously, there's a bunch of people here who we wish we were he- had here with as well. Yeah. But just the group we have here, plus everybody who's tweeted in, plus everybody who uh, we have a couple of uh, recorded messages coming at the end. Mm-hmm. Recorded messages. I don't know why I did that voice. I don't know either, but I, it happened. So. We all appreciate it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we, we need to keep rolling. Okay. Uh, I thought that one of the things that would be interesting to talk about since we're like thinking about future stuff and people will be thinking about what's happening in the future is talk about all of these weird out of nowhere hit Neo Gaff Xbox One rumors. Secret informant spilling Secret all the so, beans. Now I'll say this is that Gaff, the Gaff admins have always been very good about chasing 
the backlinks on that stuff and making sure that at least there's some reasonable amount of validity before they let the threads roll. He has supposedly been vetted, this guy. This, yeah, this supposedly guy. vetted. So, so they're all coming from the same person? Because yeah. there's a ton of different threads. Yes, different, they've all been consolidated. They've been consolidated in one all, master thread. And they're all from the same person. Yeah. Yes. With a job still. Well, <laughs> who said who said that they are not worried about being uh, about leaking this stuff because they're excited they're about all so of it and want to talk about it? They're all. so excited they're going to leak it on NeoGaf. Yeah, that's how excited they are. I mean, I get. I mean, hey, NeoGaf's great. Were you guys talking about Xbox shit yesterday? <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. true. Well, that's how excited. You are. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Well, what could get you more excited than an anniversary edition of Halo Two? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, well, I mean, Easter. You, do peeps. you want us to make a list? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Titanfall, Destiny, Viva Pinata. I wonder if it's going to come with the rest of the campaign, or is oh. it just going to end? I think one of the rumors actually said alternate ending. Possibly. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. No, one of the yeah, rumors. Did, one of the rumors did say alternate ending, which makes you actually go, "Come on!" It's funny if you watched. I think it was the Halo Three special edition. There's the commentary where a bunch of the guys from Bungie, the original guys, watched someone playing through the game and just commentated on the cutscenes and they talk about Halo 2 and how yeah they weren't done that game there was a lot of stuff that was cut out they hate the ending of that thing well they Halo 2 also has the Audrey which is kind of ridiculous I mean I, I mean I just I remember Giant the multiplayer underwater plant I mean Brian it, you're do you feed I'm it? sure you loved that. the multiplayer in yeah. 2 when it happened I mean, that yeah. was the first time you got to play Halo the online big, the, the biggest on thing about Halo 2 coming back will be that it will catch all the people that kind of stopped playing Halo 4 multiplayer because yeah. it's just going back to on the new console, presumably, the Halo multiplayer that we like. Yeah, and then supposedly 1080p. Well, yeah, supposedly 1080p. They were a little sketch about 60 frames right. or not. So, but multiplayer was another rumor that would have multiplayer in there as well. I yeah. just, <sighs> of course, it will. Come I'm, on. I'm, I'm, I'm torn by this as well as, and you know, since we're talking about Xbox One stuff, I not a rumor at all. The Gears situation. I'm torn by Halo and Gears. Because both of them don't really get me that excited anymore. And I realize that there are a, a large number of folks listening to the show and gamers in general for whom they're like, oh, man, that's badass. I'm yeah. excited about that. Well, I want to ask you, Brian, specifically, because when Halo 1 Anniversary Edition came out, the multiplayer wasn't Halo 1 multiplayer online. It was fed into was maps for reach, re- maps for reach. Yep. And if they did the same thing with Halo 2 into the Halo 4 multiplayer engine and that multiplayer environment, I would not like it at all. I mean, because there's stuff about Halo 4 multiplayer that I'm not a fan of. Well, I mean, A, they don't have Bungie's original engine anyway. So it's never going to feel like one of Bungie's games sure. again, unless it's just the, you know, if they own Halo 2 entirely and they up-res it, they could. Right. Um, I, I don't really know. I mean, it, this is for Xbox One, right? So they have to port something. It's probably, it may be the code base for Halo 5. It could be Halo The rumor 2. is that they have yeah. Saber and Certain Affinity on the job for the porting work again. And they've both done the, a good job in the past. They've done, a, they've done an awesome tech job. So the tech should be in good hands. I don't think that's anything you have to worry about. No, I just, I, in terms of tra- putting the Halo 2 maps and those environments in the Halo 4 gameplay environment, I wouldn't be a fan of because there's things about the Halo 4 multiplayer, like the progression system, how like you can call in drops. It's very Call of Duty Halo. Yeah. And I, I wasn't a huge fan of that. And I think what people loved about Halo 2 was how it played and how it felt. And it doesn't play and feel like Halo 4. Well, maybe they use this as a way to sort of, you know, cushion the blow of Halo 4 because Halo 5 is not going to be the same as Halo 4. Halo, no. Clearly, the, so many members of the team at 343 have changed. Like, Kareem Yu is no longer there. She's at 
Naughty Dog. Yeah. And she was a big part of their tech team. But also Kynan, it's, it's, Kynan Pearson, who's my friend and did a huge part of multiplayer design. He's no longer there. He's creative director at Retro now and back in Austin. Like this is and they obviously heard the feedback from fans on Halo 4. So what will Halo 5 multiplayer be like? Is is Halo is, is this move to go back? What would a move to go back and bring anniversary issues editions of two? And if you do two at this point, you got to do eventually three, right? It is a move to do all those things, sort of a acknowledgement of, oh, wow, Halo, all those things were awesome, and maybe we tried to push in the wrong direction, and we're going to bring it back to you. I think what it's an acknowledgement of is that Halo 5 ain't coming anytime soon. I think what it, it's oh, a stopgap. next gap. year. Be 15. 15. Yeah, be 15. But that's... I, I just don't know how you didn't get ahead of this, because you're not making a new game, right? You're porting a game. So y- you could have had this ready for Xbox One launch. <laughs> right. And how much better would the Xbox One launch have been right. than well, Halo 2? Yes. I mean, what... How, that's actually, I, I want to answer that. How much better would it have been with a Halo Two Anniversary Edition? I don't. Not that much better to me. You you yeah. get a lot more people excited. Not you, but you get a lot okay. of people that are waiting to buy it right. when Halo Five drops. Buying it day one if Halo Two and, and you're not making a new game. You're right because you got you got a Halo name game out there, and that's your big thing. If there, you're were, Microsoft there were two Xbox. very identifiable franchises that came out at launch. It was the Dead Rising franchise yep. and Forza. Forza is just not for everyone. Not at all. So if you would have had a Halo 2 anniversary, at least you would have put them in the conversation. And I think what some talk of this is that Halo was – there was supposed to be a Halo this year. I mean they said as much during you – know, when they showed mm-hmm. off that trailer. This is going to be the stopgap because they're not ready to put out that other Halo product. They did the same thing with Halo 1 anniversary. And, right. And, you know, and they, and they probably were hoping to have Titanfall as the locked up exclusive and they needed more time. Um, but yeah, it, it would have been a lot better. I mean, say what you want about Killzone. It's not the greatest game, but Sony had an exclusive shooter. Yeah. And the numbers released say that just, uh, <laughs> uh, that over half of the people who bought PS4s yeah, bought like Killzone. 2 million units. Was yeah, that sell in or sell through? That's because there was really nothing else to buy. Well. I mean, that's not really a fair to be like, oh yeah, Killzone. It was awesome, PS4. And, like, and there was you like could, literally like four or five it's games It's almost to like buy. the Wii Sports comparison. Like, you, Wii Sports is a bestseller game. Well, yeah, it came with it. And exactly. you can similarly make the same argument across the across the line launch lineups of both consoles, right? You could say that, well, of course, Forza would sell well because there weren't a lot of other titles. You had like Forza and Dead Rising and Rise, and you had uh, um, Knack. What else did you have on PlayStation 4? Resogun. Well, contrast. you get those for free and contrast for free. I'm, I'm talking about just like box stuff. And I think, you know, obviously this is, it. this it would be. Kills on a knack. Kills on a knack. And that's why, that's also why Sony invested very he- heavily co-marketing Assassin's Creed, because obviously they wanted to have Assassin's Creed perceived as that, as that third game that you could have in there. Well, and Watch Dogs slipped for both. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and Drive Club, I think if, if. Sony yeah, which is now suddenly supposedly that, a you know. AAA title. Drive Club was. No. Drive Club keeps like floating around in like what it's going to be. Is it going to be a big title? Is it going to be a free PlayStation Plus title? Is it going to be a, another pillar title again? Very strange. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> Drive Club at the time seemed like we're not going to have Gran Turismo, so here, we made this other thing. But also, here's Gran Turismo, but only for the PS3. Yeah, I'm. Well, I mean, I'm at that point. But that having been said, Gran Turismo in. Six is. A, I, I I will sit here and bang the gong. Gran Turismo Six is a badass driving game. I'm sure game. it is. It we're is talking about, awesome. It's not a badass driving game for the PS4. No, right. I know. Like, that's the problem. Right. Until it is. Well, it's there's a lot more to this. Uh, this rumor dump. Yes, there is more to the rumor dump. Halo. Okay, so well, and uh, Gears isn't even a rumor. Like, that's, no, Gears is a rumor. Happening. Well, I was, I was holding Gears because I want to talk about Gears separately because I want to talk about Black Tusk as well. Well, we can talk about it right now. Like, so Gears also. My feeling, and I realize this is going to piss a lot of people off. Let's hear it. Is that Gears 
to me feels like a towel that's had all the water wrung out of it. And you know, I look at I look at what happened with the people. Don't forget your towel. <laughs> all a dry towel needs is some water. <laughs> that's true. Okay. I don't. I don't know. That's that is a fair enough <laughs> riff on the analogy, and maybe maybe Rod Ferguson because Rod Ferguson has left two K. So interestingly enough, two K like so Rod jumping around a lot. He went to he went to two K to make sure that Bioshock Infinite got done. Got done was going to open this or was. Creating this San Francisco 2K studio. Yeah, big announcement. Big Rod announcement. There's a new studio. Awesome. Blah, 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 blah. Guess what? Nope. And now he's doing Gears, which is great. He's going back to Gears. Going back to Gears. Yeah. And by At the way, Microsoft. If you're unfamiliar, like Rod is is one of the pillars of the Gears development team. His his nickname or his handle on Twitter is Gears Viking for a reason. I mean, it's a good thing he never changed it. Yeah, and he knew. He knew it. <laughs> he knew. Well, because Epic wasn't going to do anything with that IP. I mean, the no, because they bought. had wound it down. If Epic's they, not doing anything in general. They're going to be engine support from here on out. I don't know if we're going to see new IPs from them for. Uh, well, they, they came forward and were like, "Hey, Thank we're still yeah. making games." We promise because we're Fortnite. 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 Yeah. Fortnite. Where's Fortnite? Last time I saw it was like two Comic Cons ago. I think it wasn't two Comic Cons ago because they just really debuted cool. it at, uh, at VGA's year before last. I saw a Comic Con panel for it two years. I was at G four, so it was a while ago. Well, it was rumored to have undergone a significant overhaul after its initial alpha phase. So, I mean that. That makes sense. Okay, so was, wait, real quick though, was that going to be the first Unreal Engine four game? Uh, originally, that, I think that was the intention. That was the plan. Yeah. Okay. So and and look, they they have locked in for gear for Epic. This is a great move because for them, they had decided that Gears was done. They tried to work it with People Can Fly, great studio, great heritage. You know, they've done fun games, but the last Gears game, to your judgment, like. It, it was a flop. Now, now, was it a flop because of the way they set it up, or was it a flop because Gears is rung out? Here's my take on why Gears is rung out. Gears is rung out because there's nothing to me that is particularly... What, what made Gears work on Xbox was that in the moment, it was the right game at the right time with multiplayer innovation, with with cool things like the Lancer that had a saw, that had a, like a chainsaw attached to an assault rifle, which was badass. And then it introduced Horde Mode, which was a really fun way to play cooperatively against AI like you had wanted to. And by the time you got to 3, they had absolutely just gone through their storyline. They had done all they had to do in multiplayer. They had They had done Gears. There wasn't anything left. You were like, they've done the collectibles with all the cog tags. They've done everything they could with the characters. And the characters aren't really that deep. I mean... No, what are you talking about? Marcus Phoenix? Yeah, they're it's not... Like a, well, I mean, it's not that much... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Gears Gears sort of represents... Nicole, get in the chopper. Gears sort of represents <laughs> last generation's uh, game design philosophy. Like, you saw a lot of games sort of borrow things from Gears, which borrowed a lot of things from Resident Evil 4. I mean, like, yeah. it, it Gears, you know, brought in the cover-based shooting stuff, things that you saw in, like, Kill Switch, like, uh, Blind cut blind fire yep. things that were really cool and interesting and, and new combined them all together and seven did it years right. ago it's just not interesting anymore like a good game that i think is better than gears is um shit i can't remember what it's called this must be great oh god Van- <laughs> vanquish vanquish Van- oh vanquish is a lot but so vanquish is a shit ton of fun because the way Amazing. they added like whole power slide yeah. and action and like constantly pushing forward yeah so they fun. took they took like the great so what is what does a gears game have to have it has a great great roadie run right great roadie run is a big part of a gears game well vanquish takes roadie run and like dials it up on adrenaline yeah absolutely and that's really cool so gears still had one of the best multiplayer offerings that i've ever played totally on agree console, and totally agree like, judgment ruined it 
Judgment felt like they didn't really try. It felt like a phone in like. Contract. Do you think so? I wouldn't, say they ru- I wouldn't say they ruined it. I would say they didn't push it. Right. Like I think they still offered that great. Gears of War multiplayer experience that fans of the Gears franchise know. Well, it wasn't and love, great by a lot of people's assessment. I agree assessment. that it was very, it was like it wasn't even like a 2.0, it was like more of the same, but to me, like it wasn't bad. See, but like I still love I, to play I'm a, it. I'm but. a huge Gears multiplayer fan and I wanted more of the same cuz I'm an old school FPS shooter gamer. I want new maps and a couple new weapons. I don't want them to reinvent the wheel every time. That's not what I'm looking for. So what for. was the whiff on Judgment? The, it's just changes to the grenade stuff. You could drop down off cover, like you could just leap off a ledge and go down. Like the maps all changed. It just didn't play well. Um, the progression stuff was weird, and their new mode um, where you were attacking and defending didn't the, really the, hit for the me. riff on horde that wasn't yeah horde. with the cla- the soft class system and stuff. Like I didn't like, want that. I just wanted more gears. What was the the beast mode? Yeah, beast mode. Oh, yeah, that was, was in three. Was that, that was in mode? three, yeah. but then they, they yeah. on changed it in, in some ways for judgment. I can't remember yeah. in judgment, but yeah, I think you guys are. Uh, uh, Garnett, I think you're crazy to say that. I know. So I, game, I agree. The that- game is what you, you pointed out, which is true, and I agree with 100%, extremely fun. Gears, all three of the mainline Gears titles, I have had an extraordinary amount of fun playing. And we just literally got done talking about how great it would be to have Halo 2 on Xbox One. Oh, it'd be so awesome to play Halo 2 well, again. Well, I didn't, I didn't I agree that it would be great to have it on there. That. I was. We were having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, Brian did. Brian's like, "Fuck you guys." But, yeah. but no. But the, with the caveat being that it is the same experience. Yeah, I want to play Halo Two in HD. But the problem but is, is we were talking about yet. how Gears yeah, know keeps reinventing the wheel. I play re HD'd Gears Two or One. Yeah. But, well, do you think that that's the route they're going to take with this? Originally, is no. I think Gears the the original trilogy or Judgment. Well, when they no, I think they're going to make Gears of War. Yeah, when they need that stuff. They're going to make Gears of War. So here's the question though: Is Gears in it? Is well, Gears a single well, player or a multiplayer game? Somebody can't be in it. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoilers, bro. Well, or the zombie. Hey, they can They'll tell a bunch of different you know I mean? stories. There, there's definitely room in the narrative but there's to tell not, a story. Because the whole thing no, of dude, Gears no, was... No, no, no. There was nothing left in Halo, and they found something there. <laughs> and they'll do yeah, the same thing yeah, with Yeah, they Gears. started a whole new food. Well, they, never, they, never really, they never really finish a lot of the, the story threads that happen in yeah. 2, like with his father and some of that other stuff. And like... Doesn't really get. Um, there are stories to tell. So in what's there. it gonna be? Gears They'll in find. space. Gears Hell, no, fuck. Open space. it. Oh look, another thing open. Shit, I thought we were done. Let's go again. Oh, like, oh, more about it's the like, queen. Like why is the, I mean the queen's lore is there, and I want to know more about her. And like why is she an attractive human with locust skin? The or Gears you go trilogy all the way back to was a the story. Wars. These are the you're really arguing the, the 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 structural integrity of the sci-fi <laughs> space marine <laughs> franchise story. I am. If you yes. I am because you are trying to say because what Microsoft bought was a franchise and what I'm saying is they bought a franchise that doesn't have the structural integrity to warrant the amount of investment they're making in it. I think you're crazy. I think what what makes makes Gears of War Gears of War has nothing to do with the storyline. It has everything to do with the gameplay mechanics. Yep. And and I think you and the co op. I mean, you can keep mining amazing. away at the uh, the ridiculous science fiction story and invent something new. And who there's cares? nothing left in the planet. The whole fucking thing's collapsed. So I mean, there's a new planet. There's a yeah, new planet. Done. It was there the whole time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the Death Star came back really fast. <laughs> oh, that's, that's this is going to be revenge of the revenge of the. Gears of War Four takes place on. Yeah, Hoth. I think that's the only. I thing. think that Jeff has a point. I think that what shines about the Gears franchise is the gameplay, and as Nicole said, the co-op was a huge draw. The fact that you can do like that horde is so fun, and you can also play through the whole campaign with four people. I mean, I, I think that they. I'm really interested to see what they do. Like, 
quite frankly, like, I don't care where they go with the lore. I know that there's a lot of people who are really deep into the lore and have read all the extra material and things like that. But My point is that I'm not deep into the lore, and I don't think that Gears lore holds up to anyone being deep okay, into the lore. Do you like playing the actual game itself? I loved playing one. I enjoyed two. I couldn't be asked with finishing three. Three is awesome. Three was, three three was really good. Three was really great. So dramatic. what's that meme so dramatic lots of wow that's it you got it such explosions so epic was a huge winner of this because one of the commitments they got uh so there's a bunch of uh there was a a quick interview with a number of people on xbox's press site um and including the information we got there was a commitment from Microsoft that they promised to work closely with Epic to ensure the inclusion of the Unreal Engine technology into the Gears of War franchise going forward and that it remains consistent with the high quality fans have come to expect from the franchise. So Epic wins because Gears is still going to be the poster game for the Unreal Engine and they don't even have to fuck with it anymore. Well, that's what they that's what it has to be. I, I believe, and this is what I said on DLC this last week, is I believe that what makes Gears Gears is Holy crap! Look at those graphics. Yes, I think that's the defining yeah, characteristic. I, I, would, I do agree with that. And you have if, to get that. And if if that is what it is for Xbox One as well, then it's a win. And it, it'll 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 feel like that giant AAA franchise where you get to shoot stuff and it looks damn pretty. And Christian was bringing up the idea of multiply the number of enemies on screen by a factor of whatever, and it'll feel so much more. Epic and all these pie. things. I think you should multiply it by pie. Right, by pie. Like cherry pie or like blueberry. Blueberry, yeah. <laughs> anyway, more bittersweet. The most, flavor. the thing I'm most excited about about these rumors is this idea of Crackdown Three. Hold on, before you go to Crackdown Three, because I want to. That's what a, I'm most excited. We will about. get to that, but there's a follow up on Gears, which is how do you feel about them putting this on Black Tusk? And That's Black, what I was going to say. And Black That's Tusk now like throwing throwing that video that we saw at E3 last year with the Black Tusk unveil. Like, they, like Microsoft shows us we've got this fucking badass studio in Canada and this is a little sample of what they might be working on. And they show you this trailer like for this like crazy stealthy Skyscrapers! Badass. Apparently the uh, code name for this was Shangheist which sounds badass. Shangheist! Which, oh man that sounds cool. Does that not sound wicked? <laughs> does it? Yeah! Shangheist! <laughs> That this sounds is like awesome. something I would say on this show, and everybody no, but, would laugh at me. But from what I've heard, um, that that kind of cinematic was kind of thrown together and not really indicative of well, what they're working on, well, which is now gone. I think it goes two ways, right? You get half the people go, man, I don't want to work on fucking Gears. I want to make my own thing. And half the people go, great, now our game's going to sell, and I'm going to make some money. <laughs> yeah, right. Shangheist! The official comment Hi, from Moon. Phil Spencer at Microsoft was, the thing that we showed at E3 last year it was something that was done in Unreal and more of a concept piece. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and that the studio has been incubating different ideas over the past six to nine months on what they might work on. Uh, but the discussion with Epic obviously didn't start yesterday. We've been in this discussion for a while. The leadership team there has known for a while. Okay, that is in contrast to the fact that folks have been quoted in media, including Vancouver business blogs, uh, from Black Tusk that we have been greenlit to make our new IP for the Xbox One. Okay, it started out. It started out as Hong Kong concept, and, <laughs> and they changed <laughs> their shape. Well, I mean, what it sounds I mean like, what it sounds like, is Microsoft recognized, "Hey, you guys know what you're doing with Unreal." Yes. Now we own Gears. That is exactly what. Well, guess what you're doing Stop now. Working, what what, what on. is this obsession where you think everyone has to tell you the truth at all times? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why we miss you, Brian. Well, they can like, say whatever the fuck they want to say. We're working on a new IP. It's great. Now it's Gears. Suck it. Like, <laughs> they don't have to tell you the truth. Yeah, like, they'd be in violation of NDAs if they told you the truth. Clearly. So, voice cast honor doesn't mean too much. What makes me sad is that... I'm working on my new IP. Hey, they what work, makes me sad is that you have Microsoft. Microsoft. Years of War. They, they work for Microsoft. <laughs> they're happy as to whatever Microsoft says they're fucking happy about at this point. What upsets me and makes me sad is that you had a studio that is comprised of a number of super talented folks who clearly were at some stage of prototyping new projects that excited them, that had new imaginative, creative ideas to them. And one of the questions that one of the listeners threw at us about, like, talked about was like, uh, like, uh, let me actually find the exact question was, how do we get people? This was from at and Tukalowski. What can be done to make the industry love new IP again? I understand it's, it's a great honor and really cool that these guys and gals at black Tusk get to work on gears. It's going to be awesome. They brought in the right person with Rod Ferguson to make sure it's a gears game. I'm sure it will be fab- fabulous. What they were working on, though, would have been new. Well, let me. I think the it doesn't real mean they're not working on it anymore. I think the real take, it does. The real takeaway. It stu- the, a, 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 launch, a launch studio. Wait, what's the takeaway? The real takeaway from all this is when we see these demos. Sometimes they aren't anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah motors, you see a, you see a trailer. You see a trailer for something, and everybody gets all hot and bothered, and. There's a very, very, fairly significant chance that it isn't anything, or it would just die like Prey Two did. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that Prey Two had a whole it, right host of issues. But I think, sort of to your point, is you're you're having this argument of there's nothing left to do in Gears, so what what's the point? And then you're saying that these guys have really great creative <laughs> ideas for something else. What's to say that they're not just going to put that enthusiasm they and that creativity into No, they this? will. So what is the fucking problem? Yeah, it's Gears of War 4. Gears of War 4, Shangheist. <laughs> I mean. No, but I mean like not necessarily those specific ideas, but putting that energy to making Gears a brand new thing. Because I think that's what happens when you put all this new energy into Halo and all the Halo fans disappear well. because you changed Halo. I mean, if you have all these new ideas, but you're putting it into a franchise... Well, I'm not saying a, a first-person stealth game. Well, no, no, no. I think that there's a way to incorporate new ideas and do it well, and sure. I think Assassin's Creed 4 is a good example of that. You know, it took some tenants uh, p- or pillars of the franchise and put them in this whole new environment, and it was really successful. And I, I think that people are jumping the gun a little bit on this Black Tusk thing. Well, so Assassin's Creed, though, Assassin's Creed just, is awesome yes, because exactly. of the fact that through the Animus, they have this opportunity to basically be re recreate themselves whenever the hell they want to as whatever the hell they right, want to. Right, but the to. connection to the Assassin's Creed lore was so tenuous there. It, it is pretty tenuous. It could have been just a pirate game from the people that brought you Assassin's Creed, but it sells better as an Assassin's Creed yeah. game. And so they do the little right. work to tie it in, and the, now it very sells. Very little work so, in, in this sort of, one. To your point, though, Garnet, what I would be worried about is sort of what I think you're saying is that if they make this and it ends up being good, in like the movie industry, if you make a blockbuster film, you can use that profit to make a nice indie movie. In this industry, you make a great Gears game, you're going to keep making Gears yep. games. Well, in Hollywood, and that's going to be the problem. you'll make two, three, four, and five of that movie as well. Over time, and, but you, and look you at have like the time Cliff to make said. projects, too. Cliff, Cliff on his blog talked about how the enthusiasm for a new Gears just steeled him to wanting to make his next new thing. Because well, it's making that... to talk about... Oh, never mind. What? <laughs> he made that a very much... I don't know. Never mind. I don't you, want to say it. Hold on, say it. I'm going to say it. No, I just thought it was. I just thought it was. It was interesting that he used the gears train to be like, "This is what I'm doing," since no one asked. <laughs> well, 
Uh, I, I mean, yeah, he did he's car- related to the franchise, and yeah. the I'm easy sure. leap is like, Rod's going back to Gears. Cliff, are you going back to Gears? Yeah, and he I'm went, sure. no. But I'm the not. press didn't I know ask everyone that. probably contacted Cliff for yeah. a comment on that exact thing, so that's probably, it wasn't like he just woke up one morning and decided to do that, I'm sure, but I do I just, see your point. I, I would love to see more new creative stuff. I think that one thing that I do like is I think that Phil Spencer is a little underregarded at Microsoft because if you go back and look at the chronology of the way the Xbox division got good was because back in the Xbox one day they were rebels and they were rebels who were just like doing whatever the fuck they wanted to. And it does increasingly feel like Xbox became part of the corporate culture. Oh, and, you meant original Xbox. Yeah. Jesus. I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And, and, and knowing all these folks of all Xbox of them. Xbox OG. Yeah. Like Phil, Phil is a game. Phil, Phil is the right guy to be there doing the studios in the landscape of Microsoft that he is now. And I think that when he says stuff like, you know, he tweeted about how, look, you know, these guys are, he's been specific about black rock. He's like, like the, they're working on gears. They're not doing other stuff. Or, yeah. I'm sorry. Tusk. Yeah. It's like, they're doing gears. They're not doing other stuff. They are one. Stu- of course they're one game studio. They're new that you can't do a gears game. It's going to be an amazing undertaking for them to do a gears game. But if they are successful with that, that, you know, he was very forthright about saying, hey, look, if they're successful with that, then, yeah, they have a lot of talented folks there and, and we would grow that. And maybe that does eventually lead to them being more successful. Maybe it's a better, ultimately a better route for them to have a more sure thing in a Gears game that they can apply their talents to and be successful with and build and entrench the studio and then have the spot of that foundation to build their new IP stuff off of. But thinking back, to that video that they unveiled with at E3. I'm like, man, there's some creative stuff there that's really cool. And I want to see more cool stuff. I don't need to see more of the they're, stuff. They're, I see in, they're in push hardware mode. They've got yeah. to sell hardware. And what's the easiest way to do that? Is Halo bring back gears. the franchises. Stuff that people know. Yep. Yep. All right. So you've got more stuff in those. Uh, you, Jeff was most excited about Crackdown, but it's yeah. a long way away, brother. It like is. The, rumor, the rumor is 16. Sadness. But that's yeah. not tomorrow. Did, did the rumor state whether or not it was Ruffian doing it? No, actually, it did. It said it wasn't ruffian. It was with uh, it was with another development. There are ruffians house. in Viva Pinata. <laughs> there are ruffians. <laughs> in- <laughs> I just want uh, I just want classic crackdown goodness with a new city. Don't that's- you want brand new no. creative? Nope. <laughs> no. New ideas. If 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 all those words mean zombies, then no, I don't. Oh god. Well, yeah. That's why. Hopefully, I zombies like are gone. That's too. what I'm saying. Like everyone's like, ah, we want new IPs, and then you change topics and you're just like i just want some old shit again like bring it back well, to me baby no, I think no are, that's not fair people because people are underrepresenting how excited everyone is about new ip look at the hype around watchdogs that's a new ip and everyone was all up on that shit until well, they delayed it it's but. like when you say what do you want you can't go well i have this pitch for this concept that i've been thinking about well, you know you have to refer to common points of knowledge that we all have of like oh there's this old game that i wish would come back I I definitely I'm I think the answer to the question of where are all the new IPs is in the indie space. There are it's True. exploding with fantastic. But they don't have ideas. to all be there. True. Yeah, and they also don't... we just launched two new consoles, and the way that you're going to get people to make that transition is to oh the stuff I love is going to be there too. Okay, like that's how you get the hardcore people. Works for what Nintendo, I, right? what I'm hoping for for this E3. Yeah, well. It doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> what I'm hoping for for this Not E3 is Not that Microsoft and Sony as well walk on stage and have moments similar to the first E3 after the 360 launched when Microsoft walked on stage and said, we have two trilogies coming out on this system. 
Mass Effect and Two Human, and shoot for the moon on both of those, and go. Yeah, the, you're gonna have trilogies. I, I, that's kind of the thing I want. Is like, here these how that work thi- out for them? Well, some maybe something good, maybe something bad. But you know, it, at least that's the kind of energy that I want represented. That's the kind of ambition that I want. I hear you. You know, and and I think that's that scratches the itch you're talking about with new IPs. Is like, yeah, not only are we launching these things, but they're going to be big and. Granted, we, we're seeing that with Destiny. We're seeing that with uh, with Titanfall. The, there are these things that are multi-title franchises that we are already starting this generation. Do you with. feel the enthusiasm for Sunset Overdrive? I did until I read the premise in this <laughs> leak rumor thing. What, you don't like the juice? Boy, that sounds really You don't silly. like the juice? I have a lot of confidence in those guys. Dude, you have to drink the juice all the time, and then you turn into a monster. And that video looks James great. James isn't here to defend. No, but that concept sounds really lame. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. Well, uh, here's the thing about Sunset or Overdrive. We've seen one CG trailer for that yeah, it game. It looks awesome. That's it. Yeah, but, like, I mean, can you imagine, though, like how different? Look, if you base Dead Island off of their first CG trailer. <laughs> well, we, well, we had that debate. Dead on. We had that <laughs> debate. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the, this premise in this leak is supposedly like it's all about soft drink. This is a game about a soft drink. So is Devil May Cry. So <laughs> is Devil May Cry. Interesting. So is Idiocracy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, Brondo. So what is the premise for this? You, you drink a lot it's of it extreme. and then you, and you become... turn either into a monster what, or you die. Are you fucking making altered beasts over there? With the, like, what is this shit? Well, then there's a group of people that have to stop them. Is and it, you're part of that group. From making is, the juice or drinking the juice? Drinking the juice. Who and makes being the a monster. Juice? Who makes the juice? <laughs> make, Where's the juice come from? You like it a juice, huh? I can't get the juice, the juice? Um, that's what, I've, I've only ever seen the trailer, like Andrea said, and it looked awesome. I think so this I is called what, Balls, the, the game. What was, B-A-L-Z. What was the or Brondo. Yeah. What was the last game they shipped? Ratchet and Clank. Fuse. No, Fuse. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank. Fuse. Well, technically Ratchet and Clank, but yeah, Fuse yeah. was the last big thing they were. Yeah. Well, Spencer just said that he uh, he also tweeted about how he had just been over and si- seen some brand new in-game footage of the game. At, wait, wait, wait. The guy who works on Microsoft thinks this uh, Microsoft uh, exclusive looks good? Thinks it looks really good. <laughs> Shit. It looks awesome. It looks fantastic. Zav, you would not believe how good it looks. Oh, fuck. This game that they're making and going to sell is amazing. Oh, man. Loves it so uh, much. <laughs> the rest of the rumor is that there's going to be, uh, when th- that's going to come out in October. And that alongside there will be a white Xbox One hotness. Finally. I know. With a swanky controller. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, the Titanfall exclusive Xbox One box pictures. Look Biggest damn neat. box ever. Kind of looked neat. It's like you could use that as a poof to add an extra seating in your house. Just hope that that Titan doesn't fall on you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey I'm yeah. really curious when the public as a whole figures out that Titanfall doesn't have a real single-player campaign. Because yeah. I'm super pumped on it, but a lot of people play Call of Duty for that campaign. Yeah. I do. I'll admit it. Me well, too. Well, the Call of Duty campaign is super fun. It's like very like over-the-top action movie, you sure. know? But I, I, I don't think that I have ever seen any piece of marketing from... EA or Respawn that made it appear as if there was a single player campaign. Well, whoa, there is a, whoa, there whoa. Is a oh, trailer. Oh, yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. There no. is a trailer that is a guy talking about they to- took my wife for yeah. me. They're, like, there's that. I mean, they, I are, think, they are doing the story in the multiplayer, so there's yeah. not no story, but there's no campaign. And I think it's that's going to be like, a lot of people. It's probably going to be like story um, cut scenes in between you playing multi- like bot matches During or multiplayer scenes. matches of Titanfall. It's like Brink. Also, yeah, no, that's exactly Titanfall, what I was going to say. Titanfall, I love Brink. like I know Destiny, is always online. Right? I like Brink too. It, but uh, I yeah, it. I think it has so. to be. Like, there might be bot matches, but uh, you know, offline bot matches. But all oh, their bot stuffs on the on the, on the il- unlimited is, power of Microsoft. Microsoft's a super, <laughs> <online? laughs> super power cloud. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, 
I think it's, it's online it's only. Yeah, it's uh, it's always on. And the other rumor was that there will be this fall a Forza Horizon. The Forza Horizon with a fancy weather system and lots of social and co-op stuff. Open world. More more racy, drivey, car-y I hope they remind me multiple times I can give them my fucking money for something on one screen. Like, that's what Forza does the best. (laughs) Hey, by the way, did you know you can give us more fucking money? You're just mean. Well, if you don't want your car to look like a prick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Come on, dude. You got to be baller. Like, at the top of the screen, press Y to accelerate. At the bottom of the screen... Buy more points. Like the same prompt is money. on one screen. <laughs> Press X to beat this motherfucker right now. Bam. <laughs> done. To, boy. <laughs> I, I might be tempted <laughs> if that came up during a foursome race. If it was like, press X to beat this motherfucker right now. I press it and it's like, it's going to cost you two bucks. I'm like, I, I pressed it, didn't I? I'm 99 cents. <laughs> the little thing, 99 cents has been deducted from your account, <laughs> yeah. Jeff Kanata. Thank you but for I playing. But I beat that motherfucker right now, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right, well, we'll take a break. When we come back on the other side, we will uh, wrap up the show. I think what? we'll talk about some Nintendo stuff. Uh, and uh, Jeff, at Jeff's suggestion, we do Power Trio. Yeah, we'll man. do uh, cool. like the Go show out like started. we came in. Me and Jeff and Brian Leahy on the front page, completely naked. No, <laughs> wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry, I was thinking. Stop. You just want to take the jersey off. You didn't. We're not letting the show die. Exactly. We're just keep, we're just gonna marathon. Just gonna keep going. We're <laughs> do another one. Start a new one. Let me stay. And that's, <laughs> they're gonna have to rip us out of this room. That's hey, Brian well. Leahy's voice, though. I right? know. I didn't know Is that was it? a confusion I, point. I think it might be Dave's voice. It's Dave's. Dave's. Yeah. It's like when you're listening to like public broadcasting, and they're like, "So we're on the pledge drive. <laughs> hour, right. hour, fed ten thousand five hundred. If you fell asleep while listening to this show, a new episode has not started." <laughs> And will never start. <laughs> What's happening? <It's> the, <laughs> he's beating us in. He's like, that's the ADR. It's oh, like, come, time to come in. All right, so we talked about... Uh, I'm going to miss that song, by the way. Love that song. Yeah. You, oh, you can still listen it, to it whenever you want. I don't think I can. <laughs> it still exists. Somebody make a 20-minute loop of that, please. It's, it's just, just like if you, have, if you have GarageBand, you have the one of your song. <laughs> that's right. It's right there in the samples. Right. Just loop in a new voice. It's we. It's we, a new show. It's New Game Plus. <laughs> Like uh, new game, game plus, plus was a pretty good idea pretty good suggestion although it's hard like there's a lot of stuff already out there with new game plus on yeah. it yeah that makes a challenge new game minus and do i carry over my save like it's just confusing. a lot of people wanted us right. to call it the abomination of the week yeah and, or or more fun than good both of those have yeah. negative connotations they i'm not do. i'm not so sure about that right? yeah jeff cannot is on them it's like can you imagine telling someone oh man this is an awesome <laughs> podcast it's called more fun than good <laughs> it's true it's true <laughs> or or Dude, you got to check this out. Abomination of the week. Yeah, it's like here, taste this. It's sour. I know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, I don't need to taste that. It could be abomination of the we. Ooh. Yeah. You see, what if we segue. call the show? What if we call the show? Weekend confirmed you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. people would so just be like confu- an add-on that I get from the old. Show? You say the thing people would just be confused as whether it's an add-on yeah. or it's the old we. Yeah. It's old show. Is it the old show? Is it a new show? Super I don't know. weekend confirmed, right, guys? <laughs> I mean, you know, even Nintendo has had 64. to admit. <laughs> even Nintendo has had to admit that people just don't understand the gamepad. How how sad is it when your president 
uh, Satoru Iwata has to say, yeah, you know, we understand that people have not really recognized, you know, there's been some confusion about whether or not the, you know, the gamepad is, a, is so, an so, add-on or not. Mr. Iwata, are we going to, then are, does that mean that you're going to take the gamepad out of the system and let us buy it cheaper for, uh, without the gamepad? No, 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 the whole place is going to commit, the marketing team is going to commit seppuku and uh, we're, yeah. We're committing, you're, you said you're, you're committing to it even more then? <laughs> Jeff, I got, I got a pitch for you. Yeah, hit okay, me. ready? Yep. It's 2014, right? Got it. Mm-hmm. I got this sweet tablet. Ooh. It's single touch though. Okay. Don't okay. worry about it. Uh-huh. Don't worry. Sing- single touch. I'm a little worried about it. Um, and it has a, it's a TV, a little TV. Yeah. And then you have your other TV. Right. And you're gonna just look between them a bunch. Okay. And it's still single touch. Got it. Yin. Mm. How much does it cost? <laughs> Too much. However, we are gonna make it launch games faster. That's actually really welcome because that thing is friggin' slow. <laughs> to get honestly, as a Wii U admirer i dig my wii u but really it takes way too long to start it up to get to a game the thing we're joking about like nine months to start a game is that what the problem is yeah there's a gestation period (laughs) that's right well i mean hd it's like i've never seen this before high-res assets no one's done this before as far as as i know no one's ever used (laughs) high-res assets in a game and it's gonna the sad part is it's not it's not great that he admitted it it's sad that it took them this long to admit it like that's the problem i think if I don't know when you're supposed to fall on your sword, but how? When the, when the figures come out to your investors. <laughs> Which is what they did, because, yeah, exactly. by the way, all, all of what we're talking about comes from uh, Awada addressing an, an investor's call. Yeah, and the the funny thing, uh, funniest, well, there's a lot of funny things, actually, sadly, but uh, the funniest thing was when he said that we have figured out the technology to allow us to bring DS games to your Wii U. We solved the riddle. <laughs> Of two the, of the screens, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the two pieces of hardware that we invented. Now, are we they, saw, finally we cracked out. that nut. <laughs> do, do we know yet if they're going to do top screen TV, bottom screen, or they're just going to split the the game pad? We do not know, but that does seem to be the, what's implied is that the top screen would be the television screen, and that the bottom screen would be the touchpad, which would be really fucked up for those DS games where it's like a continuing screen. Picture, yeah, yeah, or, which would be like. Well, they didn't what promise the they hell? were bringing you everything. Yeah, well, they I did hope. not promise they were bringing you everything. Right. But I want to be able to play Might and Magic Clash of Heroes on it. And that's. There was, a, there was actually a considerable amount of excitement around this idea that you would get, you know, DS games available on your Wii U virtual console. Mm-hmm. That gives them. A, that there's, a, there's a lot of cool games there. I, I don't want to poop on that because I actually think that's a cool move. That's a good move by them. It take, it's taken too long to get there. Yeah. But why would you be upset about that? Why would you? Why would you? Like, because besides the fact that it's funny to sit here and be, oh, we're cool kids and we're going to make No, fun no, of I it. agree with that. We're being snarky. But, but the point I'm, I think is. Who wants to play a DS game that doesn't own a DS? Who? Who goes, you know what's wrong with the DS games? The screen is not my television. That's what's wrong with it. Nobody. Nobody is saying that. A th- a, how many millions upon millions of people have DSs? Well, I think the how many millions you- of people, millions of people have a DS that's shoved in the back of a cabinet someplace that they haven't turned on in forever, don't so, know where it is. So they'll rush out and buy the four hundred dollars system to play those games. No, that but they bought have to the four, but they bought the but they bought the four hundred dollars no, system. Haven't. Well, it's if you're at home and you want to play, <laughs> like, let's say play 3DS games, right? Like you enjoyed, I know this is a 3DS game, but there are great uh, spirit tracks. Advanced Zelda, Wars. Zelda spirit tracks. Advanced, Advanced Wars. Wars. Great Fucking game. Advanced Wars would be badass to be You want to play that on your couch. You're at home. It's a great game. It's like you don't just not play it because you're at home and it's more comfortable to hold the Wii pad and look at the TV. The problem is, as Brian was joking about, though, the gap between the two screens yeah. is fucking huge in that scenario. Whereas a DS, you're C- everything in your field of vision this it's like it's an 
I mean, uh, Zombie U used that to its advantage. It's, it's like a the gap break. between a Nebraska cheerleader's teeth. Yeah. What? <laughs> All right. Okay. Man. Garnett and his long-running hatred to Nebraska. Yeah, cheap Nebraska. Terrible. Boy, uh, it's great to call back all the old chestnuts in this last episode, right? All, all, all five people that live there are going to be really angry. <laughs> all right, South Dakota. Because <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's well, a grinding home. I mean, I, what you guys are saying, though, I do not own a Wii U or a 3DS or a DS at this point. Well, this is DS games. Two it's of those I yeah, recommend. Or, but, but whatever, <laughs> like 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 as, as someone who might buy a Wii U at some point, like that's that's kind of cool. Okay, so Justin's initial question was about the gamepad. And actually, what was what was said by Iwata about the gamepad was talking about another one of We Have Managed. It said, we have managed to offer several of such software titles for occasions where people where many people gathered in one place to play, speaking to games that uh, make good use of the gamepad. In other mm-hmm. words, the asynchronous or the asymmetrical play. Right. One person holding the gamepad, other folks having their Wii U remote or Wii remotes and, you know, having this uh, asymmetrical play. But we have not been able to offer a decisive software title that enriches the user's gameplay experience when playing alone with the gamepad. Exactly what I was talking about. Remember when I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago about how there's no single player games. Like I want to play single player games. There's no single player games I sit down and play that are like this. And, and to really reemphasize this point, the new Donkey Kong game doesn't that's, use the pad at that's all. That's the crazy sauce. It doesn't that's the use crazy it at sauce. All. Is it like, you come out and you publicly say that and you go, next up. I'm going next week to this event where they're going to show off Donkey Kong. Next up, our big new game. What? Oh, sweet. What does the gamepad look like when you're playing nothing. it? It's black. It's black. <laughs> it's black. It's well, got a horn button on it. There's nothing wrong with that. No, that's Mario Kart 8. <laughs> yeah, know, Mario right? Kart 8 yeah. out, in, out in May. It's now we know, switched has a off. Horn. It is yeah. off. Yeah. Because it's a dumb thing. <laughs> Yeah. They looked at the iPad and went, fuck! <laughs> we need something! And that, and that was about and the extent of their design. this is what they came design. up with. So now they've so doubled ironic. down on it. Isn't that so ironic? Because all the other companies looked at the Wii and went, fuck! We need a Wii! <laughs> yeah, yep. and then they ditched it. And yeah, it's, it's so kind of- funny. And so Micro's, I mean, sorry, Nintendo's response is that they're doubling down. And here's the commitment that Iwata says, this will be one of the top priorities of Mr. Miyamoto's software development department this year. And that they hope to have it solved by the holiday sales plant sales time. What? Yeah. Like this is this is this is pure well, okay. myopia. Okay. Pure so, myopia. Yeah. You are if if there was a switch to flip to fix the thing, you would have flipped it year ago. Well, and being, or more. And being myopic is not necessarily a new thing for Nintendo. I mean, they they've never really. I mean, the the times that have been few and far between where they've actually had to step up to the plate and go. You know what? We kind of fucked up here. This here's is the, not, here's you know, the silver lining but look at this. But it wasn't on the back of the Wii. Right. right. The silver lining look at this is, he's right. The differentiator for their p- piece of hardware is this pad. Okay. And it's crazy that it, they're just now going, maybe we should use the pad for something. But we've talked about this on this show. The problem with the pad is that it tries to be two things. It's either the right. off-TV play screen or it's a unique screen used for the game. And you can't have a a game that utilizes both pieces of that but that's and Nintendo hasn't committed to what they want it to be yet but that's like that's a Nebraska sil- cheerleader that's the silver lining <laughs> General that's studies. the silver lining look at this is that they it seems like they're waking up to the fact that they can't have it like that and it really does need to be a feature set for their software going forward there has to be the only way to play games on this system 
is to use this pad in an interesting, unique, yep. different kind of way. And you're not going to get any other experience. And the, the experience you get here, you're not going to get anywhere else. So Miyamoto, we all have great faith in, has done fantastic game design consistently by this fall and all of Miyamoto's team being directed now to save the fucking gamepad, guys. Save it now. How do you feel about that? Not great. Bad idea. It's too little too late because they've already lost the third parties by underpowering the system against the PS4 and the Xbox One. But the PS4 is not out in Japan yet. It's not going to be out for... Oh, shit. There. I mean, that's the problem. It's like, it's... it's it, Look at all the third party games that were announced or were planning that are now sort of canceled or not being talked about or they're ports. They're down ports. You're not making the Wii U versions at the re- regular studio. You're having a port shop do it because it can't live up to what they're going to push on the graphics side and the pure horsepower side. And then you're basically asking third-party studios who don't have to fix the problem here with the Wii U <laughs> to go like, hey, can we come up with some really new creative stuff to do with this thing that we have no stake in or ownership of? No, let's just and that's do, limited do the to graphics. One port. Yeah, yeah, let's do I the mean, graphics. One, one, yeah. Terrible. I will say the optimistic view of this, if, if, if I can continue to try to push that, sure. is, is that, yes, it seems crazy that this will be, this will happen in this time frame, but... The way to make the Wii U interesting and exciting is to come up with stuff that we all expected they were going to do in the first place. And we all said, well, they did it with the DS. I, I'm sure they're going to eventually do it with the Wii U. What, and it seems like they just I woke agree. up. What worries me is that this is a company that has done all of the WarioWare titles. And they clearly understand how to create stuff like that quickly. And now they've devoted Miyamoto's team to getting something done quickly before the end of the year that shows why the gamepad should be great. And I'm really deeply concerned that it's not going to be a game. It's going to be a bunch of stuff again. It's going to be it's going to be the Wii U launched stuff part two. It's redo. It doesn't have a, a Wii Sports equivalent which is what it really needs at this point. Like something that really fully <laughs> yeah, ju- justifies. I mean, I, and maybe if they happening. hit it, maybe if they hit it right, they do it with the game. That? I mean, that was supposed to be Nintendo land, right? It yeah. showed the <laughs> asymmetrical play and that stuff. I mean, at what point is it? And again, I, well, that Nintendo goes back to the whole fan. thing about like, we, we, we've done great job of showing it. Like if you're playing with other people, but playing by yourself, we don't get that. But I mean, at what point is it in a Nintendo's best interest and in our, as a Nintendo fan's best interest to root for Nintendo to move on? Like this system should have come out when you guys were talking about and, and John Davison was saying that there's a Wii HD that he's seen or, you know, when, whatever. When, when like, I still when live you, in San Francisco. Yeah. When do you as as a fan and, and I'm not talking about business sense, whatever. I, I'm not I'm not a financial Sega. planner. No, not that. But like I'm not I go third party, but just the Wii U didn't work. We'll box this shit up. We have the 3DS. It's going great, and we're gonna this shit up. we're gonna get the next. right next to Andrea's Vita. <laughs> what are, you gonna, are you gonna like eBay it? And we're gonna get the next thing right. Like, when do you let go? When do you let go and just and just let it let it let it go down the river? Breaking you know? Nintendo to eBay, all remaining Wii U's. <laughs> you, what are you arguing for, Christian? I, you're, I don't a understand what console. you're even arguing. No, for. It sounds like yeah, new a con- new console. New oh wait, he's got it. Sounds Hold like on. there's gonna be a new console, guys. Are you ready to get fit? Yes, exactly. <laughs> because Nintendo. did did announce that they have a new hardware software platform initiative for improving people's quality of life in enjoyable You're ways. welcome, Spicer. <laughs> You're welcome. Now, are you happy? Your quality of life no. is going to be improved in enjoyable ways as opposed to unenjoyable ways of improving your quality. Can I just get Nintendo IP on hardware I want? See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that would be smart. I yeah. mean, if they just focus on software, and just I mean, like, well, for a oh, says the they, Sony studio if guy. They're not, <laughs> if they're not making money right now, they need money, right? 
Pokemon, well, Pokemon some, something real with Pokemon on iOS and Android, online, some shit, free to play, microtransactions, all that stuff. Cash problem solved. I, I read a great tweet about this. I wish I remember who I could attribute it to, but it was some game journalist. That, uh, it was definitely not Christian. It was me. Um, <laughs> that said, um, yeah, definitely, Nintendo should do that uh, because of all those third-party publishers that are rolling in the profits right now. <laughs> right? Because there aren't any. Well, yeah, but like arguably, except the for best. that Candy Crush, son. <laughs> <laughs> they just need to put out League of Legends TM. on the Wii U, and yeah. put out League of Legends on the Wii U, and there you go. Yeah, or or Candy Crush on the Wii U. But I, it's all I think over. that's a very salient point: is that third-party publishers aren't making more money than Nintendo. It's like have them going third-party. Yeah, they, they have no install base on the Wii U right now, and so if they start making games for the Wii U, if they want to keep that going, and the PS4, and the Xbox One, and Xbox 360, PS3, you're selling to a much bigger audience, and a lot of those people haven't ever been exposed to Nintendo games, because that's their only console. You sell to a lot more people. They're still killing it on the, the handheld, but I don't know for how much longer, because phones are getting crazier and crazier, and that's where kids are playing games. Like people. No, like they're us, not. They're just doing Snapchat. Yeah, they are doing Snapchat. Yeah. Lest you think we were Snapchat you. Lest you think we were joking, <laughs> folks. Uh, that actually is a real thing that Nintendo is in the process of developing, promising a launch between April 15 and March of 16 uh, that will be characterized by a new era of what we like to call non wearable technology. Yeah, the, so the uh, controller is a giant, <laughs> the controller is a gi- giant yeah. treadmill. That's what it is. It's like a running or a bicycle. Well, this points to, it's so bizarre. But this points to we fit worked. We'll make something like that. Well, this this but points I already to, have we fit and exercise doesn't change. <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. the, I think this points to the 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 how far away Nintendo's philosophy is from what hardcore gamers want them to be. And as much as we can gripe and complain and talk on our podcast uh, until our, we're blue in the face, they are not a company that is interested in creating a future that we are wanting to create that wanting them to create they are they, not abstergo i didn't get that reference but that assassin's creed there's yeah. a company oh, called yeah, abstergo yeah. and yeah. Yeah. yeah okay i got it now anyway <laughs> what i'm trying to say is after you explained it to me i got it <laughs> I, after, I, yeah um what i'm trying to say is they are not we all these recommendations and all these things that we want and oh my god i just want they don't give a fuck they're they're in a different game. They're playing a different game, and they may they may be smart in the long run. They may not be smart. They, in the they long played run. a game that they can't win o- over and over and over again. Their game that they're winning right now is that they sold an ungodly amount of of consoles that had motion control when that was a big thing, and like all the other companies tried to emulate. But th- but that was that was a fluke. Like I don't even think they know how they captured that genie in the bottle because, quite frankly. They kept well, that genie with Wii Sports. Well, yeah, period. but, but no, they the captured it, it with, was the promise with newness. Of, it, it was different. And it, it was, was the, new. And it was the promise that eventually that would be play into other games and you know be a thing. And it really wasn't. It really never did become a thing. The, they the they sold to a whole new audience that isn't like us. Yeah. They're not going to go out and buy all these games. They get the Wii thing. It's worth the money that they put into it. And they go, yeah, I could hit a fake tennis ball around. It's fun. But they have woken up to mobile development. They, they uh, kind of no. They look. They have a small, select team of developers working on a mobile app. Mario Auto Runner coming your way. All right. Well, so actually, it, it don't, would probably sell more than any of the recent weeks. It probably titles. would. Don't get too excited yet because it's really not what you want. Because the description of it is 
that it will highlight the value of our entertainment offerings, thus encouraging more people to participate in Nintendo platforms. So it's an advertising app. They're going to make a Nintendo advertising app. Well, I, I, and <clears throat> I feel like what's so frustrating about this, and I want to be clear and saying it right now, and I'm going to say it for all of us, and feel free to disagree with me, but what's frustrating for me is that I am rooting for Nintendo to pull this off more than anyone. And I think, Jeff, that you're wrong in saying that they're not trying to make something that appeals to me. I think they are. I think I agree with, with Mattis. I don't think they know what the fuck they're doing. And I think that the Wii was lightning in a bottle that they didn't mean to, that they did not mean to bottle, and it came out and they're like, oh, run with it, because then they kept messing that up. They're like, oh, now we have Motion Plus and it's better, so everybody go get that. And oh, now we have, oh, well, fuck, we Fit worked. Now we're going to do a, a Vitality Sensor, because that worked. Oh, no, that never came out. We're now going to do a full, f- they don't know what they're doing, but in their core, there's such great things there that it just sucks to watch them just run around a field naked with a bag over their head like someone streaking at the Super Bowl or something like I'm here I'm doing it I'm doing it and they're gonna get tackled by a security guard because they don't know where they're going and it sucks kind of like your sentence I I blame Nebraska cheerleader (laughs) I said this when the Wii U was announced with the gamepad like pretty much all the Nintendo systems with a couple exceptions they may have not hit, but they were trying something new each time, right? Like, for as shitty as the Virtual Boy was, it was new for the time, right? There was the first company that was trying something like that. The NES was new, Super Nintendo, you know, it was an improvement on that. But, like, DS, into the Wii, 3DS, like, they were trying something new with each one. The Wii U is the first one in a long time with Nintendo that I felt like they looked at Apple legitimately and went, this is what's going to kill us. We have to do something like Apple. The iPad is doing gangbusters. We need something like that. We need a tablet. And they designed to that instead of innovating. Mm. Mm. That's a really good point. And Apple's better at that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very good point. All right, folks, uh, stick around because we have the last segment of the last show coming up next. Yeah, yeah. Never thought I'd make it out or make it this far. Now I'm here in Hollywood, walking no stars. This is the anthem that I live my life out. Try to hold me down, but haters, I'm too flat. She's a cold piece. It's a cold game. Can't slow down in the fast lane. Inject music straight into my veins. You think you know me, but you don't know my pain. Spend a lot of time alone, parents on the grind. Once I get mine, their time to shine. I got the backs of those. Those of you who don't know, that is uh, Del Rio on the mic there, who has upped his game significantly Damn. since we first started doing Ow! the show. He's 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 pro level now. That's true. You, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, Christian and I are in a video of his, you know. Dude, that video is amazingly yeah. awesome. I'm proud uh, of that. You, you, Proud to be a part of that, dude. You clowning on the on the bike is one of the most fun to shoot. Fun, like having a good time things I think I've ever seen. That is really funny. Like, stop being sad. You're having a good time. I am. You're having a good time. Fun. I think you can. I will give you permission to take the Seahawks jersey off for the final segment. Which is not yet. (laughs) Dave's like, (laughs) Dave's like, fuck no. No. You know what, Dave? It's my goddamn show. (laughs) Yeah. The Trump card. Trumped. All right, so uh, I thought for this uh, group, we have everybody in here. There's me and Andrea and Jeff and Zav and Jeff and Brian and Nicole. And I thought we would talk about like maybe some of the most fun we had on the show. We're also like like what's coming up that makes you happy and excited about gaming. Just our feelings in Just, general. Just like re- reaffirming. <laughs> this is this is weekend affirmations. 
Yeah. That's really sad because he only has like four shows left. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'll never see you ever again. <laughs> or at least a fifth less. I'm a little yeah. bummed that Andrew couldn't be here because I know he and I have sparred on a number of yeah, episodes yeah, of sure. the show. It was going over some of the most memorable moments of episodes that I've been on, and one that stood out that a lot of people had a lot to say about was the cosplay debate that Andrew and I got into. The cause debacle? Yes, the cause debacle. All right, so how about this? Real talk. Mm. You get a lot of crap on the show. <laughs> uh, I get the you most crap on the show? I think, that's, I think that's pretty definitive that of all of the people that have ever been on We Can Confirmed, Andrew Renee gets the most amount of shit. So, so what, so <laughs> it's only because she talks about So what brings you back? Person. What keeps you going? And, I, was like, and oh, what, I was like, what is that horrible noise? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike, Micah's got some sound drops, by the way, in here. If you've heard some uh, yeah, confusing the shit out of everyone <laughs> here and everyone listening who can't hear it's them. It's the mo- morning as I do. The irony is, is I don't have heads, a headset on, so I can't hear them. Um, but um, I, I think for me, what keeps me coming back is that there's, despite the naysayers and the squeaky wheels or whatever that get on the forums and want to make a big fuss, we can confirm has an amazing, dedicated, fantastic audience base. And every time I go to a show, whether it be PAX or Comic Con or E3, or if I'm, you know, just at some of these smaller shows, I always get somebody coming up to me that's like, "Hey, I'm a huge fan of We Can Confirmed. I love hearing you on the show." And that to me is like the biggest compliment of people coming up and being like, "Hey, we love that what you contribute to the show." And I think there's far more of those people out there than maybe post in the shack forums or even post on Twitter. And I really love everyone who's ever come up and said hello or, you know, taken photos or whatever. And the the community that supports the show is really great. And I think that sometimes that people forget that despite what you may read online that doesn't represent who the community is at large. Good point. Good point. And when what w- what would you say to all the folks? Because look. Folks, the reason you hear Andrea on the show is because besides the fact that she is my friend, like she actually does game all the time. And so when you guys are out there like, oh, she doesn't play games or she's just shilling for Microsoft and all that kind of stuff. The reason I bring her back is because I know better than that. So how would you respond to those people? Buy an Xbox One. You, you, here's your chance. Like, you, by, the, by, the, by the way, you get to drop the fucking mic because there ain't another show coming. So you can tell them off and be like, whatever, bitches, peace. No, listen, like, I mean, I've been working in the online video space for a number of years. I'm not going to say how many because it will date me. But um, I have learned, like many other women, like I'm sure Nicole can speak to the same thing. You you get a, a thick skin. Like, you have to let you have to let what people say about your credibility and, and whether you're authentic or not or whether you're real gamer if you're just some girl reading a teleprompter you have to let it roll off of you and know that you're who you are and I have to really give a lot of props to both you and Jeff for you know making me believe that I deserve to be part of the show you know well I'm gonna get all emotional but like I have to say you have a much thicker skin than I do, and I would even venture to say Garnet. Oh, come on! You know how thin my skin. Yeah, my thin is my my skin is like onion skin. Are, both of us are pretty sensitive. My skin is like shit, man. I just got my shit torn up. I'm fucking crying. God yeah. damn it! I'm so pissed off. There's also a layer, so you, know. you go like really sad and you get really angry. Yeah, it was funny because I was the joking with joke. with Del Rio earlier about <laughs> it was a good onion joke about <laughs> about NeoGaf and how you know we were joking about that Nicole and I are like the NeoGaf dream team because They're everyone be on so Gaff seems to hate us. <laughs> You know, I don't think they hate you. I think the other challenge you face is this, is that is you look, all of us have our games and, and 
Brian is a great example. We all know that like Brian is the like like serious top tier, very intelligent, knows all of his stuff about Dota, and and then you get into shooters like Halo, and he's like super grounded in it. You have the games that you like, but because you're because because people need to see you as knowing all about games, it's sort of like there's almost like a, like you have to have a broader spectrum of knowledge, and when you don't have knowledge in a space. Then people, wow, we had a total massive power surge there. That was bizarre. <laughs> I was like, and they blink the lights at Target. So they really want to wrap this up. <laughs> I was like, hey, wrap it up, man. Get the hell out of here. Like, oh. all right. And does anybody else anyway. have a. Have no, but, but here's another one for Nicole. Nicole, how about the awesome story time that she brought to this show? Yeah. Story times yeah. were so I'm fun. I'm trying to get that show going on another platform. Yeah, I really. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. It's really you guys fun should to do can't that. Wait, can't wait for our residual checks, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I got my 15 coming, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I you know, I uh, I love what the community said. I mean, the community, no, there's like five people who say mean things. Like, that's not the community. That's like right. five people. And like, I don't know. I feel like there's much more people. <laughs> and who, Christian. It's Spicer. Six Spicer. people. Yeah. But I mean, the majority of people are saying, they're not like saying I do a good job because like, who cares? But they're like telling me that I should like try this game out. Oh, you thought that? I think this. And no, that's, that's cool. The, that's the kind of feedback that I like. And like people will, like someone, like Ozzy and another Shacker today Tweeted me that like a link to the past is available for the Wii U, so I can finally earn my cred. And like not in a mean way, but like in a hey, you should check this out kind of way. And that's the kind of the kind of community that I really appreciate about we can confirm. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I, I you know, Joystick, we're doing this thing called Four in February this this month where all of the staff is playing games and we're streaming stuff. And whenever I stream stuff for Joystick, people come into our Twitch stream to say like, oh, I remember you from Weekend Confirmed. Or even when I go to press events like PAX and, and people bump, in t- bump into me, it always comes back to Weekend Confirmed, which I think is great. I mean, I, I wasn't on the show for as long as Brian was, but I was on the show for a little while. And you might have been. It was, I was not on, the show's been on four years. I was on one year. I think it was on for about a year and a half or Your so. Your legacy never really left. But, um, Wait, I've been on longer than both of you? <laughs> That's what I was saying before. Well, and I, to, to, I do want to kind of roll past it, but I would say to, to Andrew's credit, um, you, it's not like you just started getting shit. I mean, you've always been getting shit when you came mm-hmm. on the show, but you've been on the show a lot. So it, it goes to a, to your fortitude of say like, you know, fuck it. Who gives a shit? Like, there are some pretty funny photoshopped pictures of Jeff and I on an old show that you, where was that show? It was like inside. Remember that show that we did like for free E3, three or four years ago on video where it's like. Jeff and I sitting on couches next to you. Oh yes, Maya at Clever Games when you guys came in. That that that's the year that I was on celebrityupskirts.com. <laughs> we really? Yeah, no, and you <laughs> just both, browsing. Both of you checking were it featured. Out. <laughs> we were. I have. <laughs> it would be horrible. Okay, one of us was like, I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> no, it's so, so weird. That's can what you, my little brother was talking about. Andrea, can you spell the? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's weird because like I have this video. Is that with an and S or if you look head? at Andrea Renee shoe play Zed. on YouTube, shoe Jeff play? is in the video. <laughs> Garnet is in the video. They literally take that interview and they zoom in on my feet. It's like a foot fetish video. Dude, we are so fucked. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't know how we follow that, guys. Anyway, that's... uh, (laughs) I know it's sad, but that's how I remember that episode. Um, Oh, Mike is chewing it up right now. Mike is going to have it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear God. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, Your hair looks nice, though. It's very nice. 
Thank you. Oh, you're talking oh. about See, but do you see where the upskirt comes from? Yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> it's not your bad. Celebrity like, upskirt. That's, <laughs> that's a thing. That's, it's always sad that that's a thing. Man, I, yeah, gotta, that's what's sad. I wish I bought that URL. <laughs> I'm, I'm pissed I sold it. <laughs> Poor Jeff bought celebrity up pants. Didn't work at all. Not the SEO. No, Mucky, you got to pull up the Andrew Renee shoe play video on YouTube. This is great that's for a audio podcast. No, you don't. Listen with what the ears, fuck, dude? It's the last episode. What do we true. care? It's true. <laughs> so one of the most, uh, I think one of the most uh, iconic parts of the show that, that, that then went away when Brian left was the front page. Yeah. And we, you know, Brian, we were never able to, I mean, nor did we ever even really try to replace that, dude. Like that was, you you nailed it. That was something that was that super special. through the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it was freaking my favorite, awesome. My favorite part of that was the stack of news that you come in and then you would just be like, Nah, I'm not talking about that. Oh, it was screw awesome. That. Yeah. Can we get one last uh, song out of you, Jeff? Oh, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Jeff's um, songs are so good. <laughs> my songs are not good. They're not. They're not good. Make uh, it in HD. Yeah. I will say, before I, before I do it, before I'll do I it. Before I sing. I'll do it. Before I sing. It's not singing. The, my favorite part of that was when we went to PAX and the entire audience, the audience sang, sang it. it. That, was that was amazing. That was the coolest thing ever. Uh, but so anyway, it goes like this. Everybody knows. And it's, it's kind of embarrassing, but whatever. Um, Leahy, what you gonna say on the phone page? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the remix version. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, terrible. But Ow. anyway, that was, you know, that was an amazing moment when all packs sang it in one Dude, voice. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> The pack shows were really. By the way, the pack shows were. The pack shows have always been great. I wish that we could, and the Smodcast show. Yeah, well, I was going to say is in terms of great. my first weekend confirmed ever was that Smodcast show. That was nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was which was crazy, and um, I had a, a ton of fun doing that in the Pax episode. I remember standing on uh, sitting on that stage because um, it was it was us. It was like Shane, John, yeah. Jeff Green, Andrew Fister, Billy. I think was there. Yeah, Billy. Um, God, yeah, we should Luke give a Smith shout out to Plan too. B right now. I mean, he's a big part of the show. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he lives in Seattle, so he couldn't come down for this. But um, that was a great show. That was a lot of fun to be a part of that and to be on stage with all those, you know, all the, the guys from One Up Yours and, and um, uh, you know, Games for Windows Live podcast, GFW. The Brodeo. Uh, the Brodeo. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a lot of fun. And we did the uh, the Shack event at House of Blues. Which oh, was God, really cool. I totally forgot about that too. Yeah. Man, it's been four years is a long time. It's a long time. Not long enough, but a long time. All right. So we've had uh, excellent memories. What do you think is going to be like four years from now? Give me predictions because I like predictions. We didn't have enough fun ones. We, we did like one year of predictions. Four years from now. So four years ago when we started the show, think about it. We had no Xbox One. We had no PS4. We had no. <laughs> It'll be Xbox Two and PS Five. <laughs> Not four years. Not four years. No. Four years will be getting the awesome games that I think everyone <laughs> will have an Oculus. Four years. Oh, or the Valve headset. I hope that's... so. I want one. An Oculus. Mm-hmm. You really VR think, gaming. You think people are really going to take baby. off like putting VR, putting like helmets on their heads? Nope. Nope. Star Citizen will make $150 million by that point. No, I think, I think the and still not have a game. Yeah, and still not have a game. I think yeah. it's a little too expensive for the average consumer. It's 300 bucks. But so. it's really amazing. But it's not just 300 bucks. You have to have well, a they haven't even, gaming PC. Right. But and headphones. To people that I've talked to, 
Um, apparently that's why Carmack was brought on board is to make it more accessible to those other platforms, like allowing people to use the Oculus with their iPhone or potentially with their Vita or something that's portable. Yeah, because right now there's there's demos, basically. Yeah. Here, here's my prediction for four years from now. We will be having a conversation about why there aren't any new IPs. <laughs> and we will be oh, like, all there no. is is Destiny 4, Watch Dogs 3, and God! Titanfall 5. And uh, Watch Dogs 3. Exactly. I think Pokemon's still One great, though, guys. that got me really excited, though, in the last couple of years was Dishonored. The fact that that was a brand new IP that did a genre really well and was a really great game to play. I think if people keep pushing the limit like that, that, you know, you don't need to be worried about it. I think in four years, um, DICE will finish development on Battlefield 4. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Oh, Ouch. <laughs> we didn't get to talk about Battlefield but, will, but they'll release Battlefield 5 and 6 before then. Yeah. Battlefield 4. Kidding, they're never going to finish 4. And then NBA Live will be canceled again. Uh, <laughs> you know what I think? I think we'll sift out whether or not people actually want to play bigger, longer experiences on their mobile devices. That's got to be sifted out. That has to be sifted out. I don't know what the answer is. I honestly don't, but I think we'll sift that out. All right. No. I no. think so, too. No. <laughs> All right, so we'll take a break, uh, and then we'll finish things up with me and Jeff and Brian, and then a big goodbye from everybody. We have a goodbye from John Davison. We have uh, Rich Grisham's pick for the Super Bowl, who uh, it really only matters to Ozzy, who has to have his pick be the opposite pick. So that's that's for, you, for those of you following the tailgate. So stick around. We'll be up uh, in just a minute to wrap things up. Who's got poopy pants? Poopy pants. Poopy pants. Leo poopy pants. Leo poopy pants. Leo poopy pants. Leo poopy pants. And are you also poopy pantsing? Mommy. Mommy. Classy weekend confirmed. A classic from uh, the uh, Del Rio remix era. Yeah. Big class. So guys, here we are. It's just it's just me and Brian and Jeff going out like we came in, man. You told me this was like a new show. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully there will be a new show. I hope there is a new show. Uh, that's that's. Yeah, I hope so too. I would really like there to be one. I've been coy, so I can be I can be forthright a little more in that uh, in two weeks. I will be uh, also unemployed. Mm -hmm. So part of the reason that I've been reluctant to start a Kickstarter or a, you know do something else, like, you know, crowdfunding or take your money, is that I I don't know where I'm going to be. Yeah. So there's like a lot of instability there. So yeah, I'd love to do something, and we will definitely do something in the interim. Jeff and I have, uh, I mean, obviously we have access to microphones and video equipment, so mm -hmm. we will probably do something in the interim. John wants. John yeah. wants to do some sort of like chitty chat thing as we well. Should do that, and I'll, so we can do that. I'd love to have you on DLC. I'll do DLC. I would love that. That would be fun. Although if we do three of us at the same time, callers can't call in. I know, but we'll figure we'll figure it out. Fuck the callers. Fuck the callers. Screw those guys. We be just yeah. We'll just have you and me and Christian on for an episode. That would be fun. Nah. Yeah, we can do fun stuff like that. That is the worst. But you know, I don't even want to talk about that picture. Why does that picture, the goddamn picture that haunts me for the rest of my life? <laughs> I cannot, 
that that's not even that's a photoshopped version of it by the way that's not the original shirt or the original bottle <laughs> those I of you who know me image search on know the shirt that he put up there i just thought, know the picture that he put up there <laughs> that's white boy wasted picture jesus god <sighs> i uh i remember the first lunch that we all had the three of us together in santa monica you remember that brian no. Where was I, it? I drift in and out all the time. <laughs> You're like, I'm playing Dota in my mind right now. Oh, if I could? <laughs> wait, wait, four years from now. Dota in our minds. Dota in our minds. Dota 3 in our minds. <clears throat> it's really good that I'm not in games journalism anymore, because all I want to do is play Dota. I don't want to play anything else. Yeah. I do, though. I've played quite a bit, but it's so good. So, Garnet. Uh, Where was that lunch? It was in Santa Monica somewhere, and it was the first time I met Brian, and we were talking about plans and what the show was going to be and how we were going to do it. And how do you, so four years later, how do you think we executed on that? I think we, well, the show had a little bit of growing pains. I think we, you know, there were things that we tried and then we abandoned and we did certain things and we, you know, and I, I think that's to our credit. We, you know, kept experimenting until we hit on something that people sent, tended to dig. And, uh, one thing I've super always believed in is listening to the audience. And other people are like, why do you let them bother you so much? Well, they bother me because I care, but also because like, the whole the whole premise of all of the shows that I've created has been do something that is cooperative with the people who are listening. Not right. just not just I mean there's plenty of there's plenty of people talking to you while you're listening. And I didn't want to be just people like I didn't want to just be sitting here talking at people. I wanted to be talking with them. Yeah. And and that's why uh wherever you land, and I'm sure you'll land someplace great because you're a great guy and you're talented and you're you yeah, that hireable. Doesn't, that doesn't pay the rent. I know. Believe me, I know. But uh, I hope wherever it is, it's it's near enough by that I can I can be a part of uh, our next venture together because I think it's important to have it. These shows be people in the same room together. This I do too. Some, now, you know, I'm a huge much, believer in that. Well, as much as I love what what I'm doing with DLC and what I've done on other things, it there's something about being in the same room together that. Uh, makes this a special experience and yeah I'm glad Brian how much do you miss it. talking about games like you were you were really a big part of it you were fantastic yeah. I mean, we miss you yeah you guys can pick a different time to record I could have been on more but I have a day job <laughs> well that's the problem is that, that what, that's what we're all scared news, of so that. you know I can't get away every week to, to come on a show. okay now that I, this picture is interesting this is the this is <laughs> Jeff and I and Andrea plus a bottle of Shivas uh, which is what we equal we, we equal like you're jerry seinfeld andrea is still just andrea and i can't who the hell am i i'm some the dude with a interesting rose man who is that oh uh, uh like a uh hold on it's zooming in it's zooming in it's zooming in i think it means you're a uh, Val kilmer <laughs> no it's not fat enough it's pierce, pierce brosnan it's, i'm pierce brosnan <laughs> i think it means you're a uh uh yeah casanova oh i'm casanova ish yeah all right, well, I'll take that. You slip into this weird British accent. It's, <laughs> it's very <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not going to do weird British. But we do miss, like, how much do you miss doing games commentary and stuff? Because, dude, you were really good at it and obviously have a lot of Still intelligent are. stuff to and Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Still no, are I, I, I miss it. But, yeah, it's, it's tough with, uh, with the job outside the industry. But, you know, it does pay the rent, and that's good. And, I, you know, it's, I'm boring now. I just play Dota 2, as you've heard. That's but you all, really enjoy it. Is it how oh, fun? It's so fucking good. How dude. fun is it to not have like, oh, I need to play something new this week because I have to talk really about it. Really fun. Something sucks, I can just 
close it down, send it away. I don't have to review it, put a score on it, do any work about it. I can just move on. That's really nice. Hmm. So what do you think it'll be like four years from now for, you know, the way people interact with, we've seen a big rise of obviously streaming. Mm -hmm. It's huge right now. All the Twitch Twitch streams, YouTube channels. We just saw, I mean, Marcus, Marcus recently left game trailer so he could start his own YouTube channel. He already has like 10,000 subscribers, which is, I mean, not huge yet, but he's great. He's moving up. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious. I feel like, I feel like when I look at the landscape right now of what's out there as far as people who cover video games is that it, it it's just stiff and kind of, it feels like, yeah, well, it, it feels like an anachronism. Well, it is in a lot of ways, I think for us, because we're cert- of a certain age and maturity level that, you know, the kids are, are kind of gravitating to uh, the YouTube communities that have built up that really aren't. I am too. Look, I'm not I'm young not. And, and I enjoy it. I would rather watch the YouTubers. It's, it's, I would rather watch would a you? Twitch stream. I don't know. Yeah, there's, it, there's guys that I watch and I don't get. Like, it's I don't really get simple. It, it, all this no, stuff I don't is, mean cutie pie. Yeah, I mean no, game no, stuff, though. Well, he is game stuff, isn't he? I don't care. But <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's it's really simple to me to look at it, right? Like, you've got publishers that can just do this stuff directly themselves right now. Can they, and they always want to control the message. So if you can get your game out there and video coverage and live feeds and Let's Plays and stuff directly... You don't have to worry about anyone saying something you don't want. Yeah. And then at the other end, all these kids are going to do your job for you because they're going to be jazzed about the game. They're going to stream it and they're going to make content. And yet they're getting taken advantage of. Clearly. It's true. Clearly they're getting taken advantage of. How are they getting taken advantage of? Because they're getting taken advantage of because they are contributing to a multi-million dollar operation and getting at, at best like the peanut shells of peanut shells swept off the floor, swept off the floor. I would argue that the games press is also in that situation. Oh, yeah. That's the problem is that no one can That's make any problem. money doing it. Yeah. And so it's not a job to anybody. And it's... The people that feel that they're taken advantage of are the ones trying to get rich by All right, so playing tell games me then, on video. Am, am, am I a fucking asshole? Because for over no. a decade, I said I wasn't going to leave games media. And yet, having worked on development for the past two years was awesome. And as I'm looking for a new job, I'm thinking, I, I kind of want to keep doing that. Well, no. no, you're not an asshole. It's it's the it's the ca- the case. I mean, people online think that all the people that jump ship into uh, development side are betraying them. Andrea's like jumping. I feel in the- obligated to tell. Andrea you. feels up. Ob- you have to say it on the mic, or right. else no one can hear. Are you. Are you saying we're getting too morose? Del Rio said the bet was for you to just take a photo. You didn't have to wear the jersey the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, oh, you only had to take a photo, yeah, but you you wanted to wear the jersey. You wanted to wear the jersey. You're a Seahawks fan. I'm just trying to You're a Seahawks fan. I am not a Seahawks fan. You are a Hawks fan. You go to hell and you die. Hawks fan. <laughs> Jeff Kanata, Hawks fan. Can I talk about Richard Sherman for a second? <laughs> sure. There, I, I would just like... To, well, no, I don't need to talk about him. I'm just kidding. You, you can't cover me. Yeah. He's the guy that commits defensive holding on every single play. <laughs> And I would like to point out that I tweeted what I tweeted before his his uh, his meltdown tirade. Dude, that, I have no problem with that. If you interview someone who just comes off the field from having made an amazing play in a championship game, I have no problem with that. That, that, got that was not Super what Bowl? I was upset about. Honestly, I was not upset about that guy on the microphone. That I like professional wrestling. I'm I'm down with that. But what I was upset about and what I tweeted about him being an asshole when I tweeted it. Which you know, I kind of regret. It was I was in the moment as well, but 
uh, it was more about the taunting that he did to Crabtree when he won the game, which he got fined by the NFL and for. You, you know that Crabtree was up in his face too. Well, sure, but I, Dude, I think Crabtree, you're a douchebag if you if that's the way you go. You made the play you, of the game. You have to know that Crabtree was being a douchebag to him. Did too. you see that he later they had audio? He was mic'd up and he went over to Crabtree and just said, "Good game, man. Good game." No, and he was Crabtree, taunting him uh, that, with that good came, game shit. No, that, he wasn't. That's that what you do gen- on the. That's what you do on the basketball uh, court. No, no like, that sounded yeah, gen- good job, man. You missed that shot. No. Wait, way to go. Good game. Mm. He said, "Hell of a game, man. Hell of a game," and stuck out his hand. Why for did the NFL find him then? They find him when he did the choking motion after after Crabtree. Crabtree pushed him in the face. I'm with I'm with Brian on this one. The point, the, and he and Crabtree is a Texas Tech guy. I think that Crabtree was I think Crabtree was hot too, but Crabtree was pissed because by the way, your boy Cap, he did a Romo at the end of that game. I agree. No, I, I'm I'm not. And I called I, it. A I Romo. think that a you can't call yourself the best in the game just because he retired on me. You literally have said explicitly out loud that you commit you commit a penalty on every play so that the new standard becomes they don't call it. Because you're doing it every single time, and they can't call it every. He said that, so you you can't call yourself the best. I mean, I guess the best is redefining what it is to play defensive back. But he literally commits defensive holding every single play, and that's so back to video games. And I would like to also say (laughs) that anybody that thinks like the the thing that sucks is that we aren't talking about Navarro Bowman, who really was a hero, a hero. That is a heroic play that he made. It was. That and and I I'm not going to take anything away from uh, Sherman. He made it a a hell of a play at the end of that game, but that is not heroism. He- heroism in the context of football is holding on to that ball despite your fucking knee being destroyed. So okay, I agree. Yeah, he did. I Dario just said I, Sherman stuck up for a big time, and I agree. I, I listen. My problem with Sherman begins and ends is that he with played the, for the Seahawks and he beat your team. Well, it begins and ends with the fact that I I watch him commit defensive holding every single play and he's proud of it that's what bugs me about him anyway but i know people are going to disagree whatever rivalry bias of course of course it's rivalry bias but but it was good four years (laughs) yeah i'm sorry that i sidetracked no it was good four years (laughs) it was a great four years and thank you dude i got nothing else and thank you brian thank you guys for uh starting this thing this ball rolling and although i feel like a turn that's what i really wanted to ask and and this is a genuine question is i and this is me exercising my own personal demons is it? I feel like a turncoat. Why? Because I've been doing development, and because I always no. said that I would never do that. But do you, so what? You got to go where your career leads you, and you got to do what's right for you, dude. You don't owe anybody anything. And sure, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Oh, absolutely. You have? Are you kidding no. me? Every single person who listens to this show, I owe. No, you don't. Yeah, you've given you 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 are even Stevens. They listen uh, to the show that you put out, and we've, we've put <laughs> out a show for four years for free. I wouldn't even be here were it not for every single one of them. I'm not disagreeing with you. So, of course I owe them. So, but why do you have you to owe them doing what you've done? Make a game for them. There you go. Because, because they deserve to have really great conversations, and I think that there's just, I, I just don't see it in the rest of the world. Like, I, it really worries me, especially, like, the more critical I get about these things, and the more I think about it, and look at like we've got to break out of the PR driven cycle for games marketing. It's just it's not good for anybody. They don't they don't need games media because all games media, all the top line games media is doing is parroting the stories that the people want them to tell. Like like it it is part of the PR plan. Like you're just yeah. par- you're parroting these stories that someone who like right like right now the next gears 
someone is sitting there laying out a PR plan for it and they are determining at each interval and each spot like what will be shown, what people will, what bullet points will be talked about and what stories will be written. And but that's not entirely terrible. It really isn't. It's not it's not you're not curing world hunger here, you know? It's not I, uh, no one ever said we were curing world I, hunger. But I, listen, I I appreciate that and I respect it and I applaud the the, the sentiment. And I agree with it. And I, and I, you know, I do the best I can to be honest all the time as well. I just well. want more. I got into this because I wanted more. See, but like if you're trying to make money and, and support yourself at the same time by feed, because you have to feed off the PR machine, yeah, right? Because they give you the access, they give yep. you the builds early. You That's, have to. That is the case. But look at like, uh, you know, what the Idle Thumbs guys are doing now. They all work in development. Two of them just left Telltale and started their own studio, and okay. they still do the podcast. There's nothing that says you can't do a podcast and make games. I love the way they're right? And they have discussions that are closer about games development for a different audience. But you, you can't not do a podcast just because, I mean, maybe if you go work for a big publisher and they won't let you, right? But if you're doing your own thing or doing something more indie, you can still do a podcast and have discussions and make commentary and call on people. Like, you're just not part of the PR cycle. It's been a hell of a road. All right, everybody come inside because the finishing moves, such as they are, is that uh, everybody just gets to like say goodbye. And we will start the goodbyes with a couple of recorded goodbyes. It's the weekend and it's time for Finishing Moves. Hey, everybody. Indie Jeff here on the last episode of Weekend Confirmed. Um, I wouldn't be Indie Jeff without Weekend Confirmed, honestly. Uh, it's been a an awesome experience. Very, very humbling um, to get to talk video games with this, you know, great cast of dudes. Uh, Garnet and Jeff, you guys have been really great to me. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on the show and, and get to chat with you guys. Um, it's, it's been one of the things I've looked forward to most uh, over the past several years. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, if you want to, f- you know, follow me, I guess my finishing move, finishing move is uh that I'll be uh, doing some voiceover for a game that uh, is going to be shown at GDC this year. So um, look for more info on that. It's a first-person survival uh, game that takes place underwater. And I can't really say much more than that. But again, that's another thing that I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to do were it not for these guys in the show. So um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I hope to uh, lend my voice to whatever uh, Garnet and Jeff do next at some point as a guest. Um but uh, thanks, everyone, for everything. It's the weekend, and it's time for Finishing Moves. Hey, Internet. It's Zev DeMontos, your old friend. Uh, I would like to thank uh, Garnet, Jeff, uh, and uh, Brian, of course, uh, who used to be on the show, and Dave uh, for starting the show. I'm, I I re- recall back to 2005 when One Up Your started. I had a crappy job. And I would listen to this podcast and, and marvel at these guys who would just sit, sit around and talk about video games and everyone loved it. And it really drove me, uh, that show and a lot of the stuff like GameSpot, um, with Ryan Davis and Jeff Gersman really drove me to want to do this for a living. So if it wasn't for Garnet and John and Shane and Luke, I would not be doing this. Um, this show is really important to me. It was really fun to be a part of it and I'm really going to miss it. And whatever happens next, I know is going to be fantastic. Um, for my finishing move, make sure to tune into Joystick. We have our own podcast, Super Joystick Podcast. And this month, we're giving away uh, games every four days throughout the month of February. Everyone on staff is playing four games to completion, at least trying to, on Joystick.com. So make sure to uh, tune in. 
to our stuff as well. Thanks. Finishing moves. Hey everyone, it's Ozzy from Shack News, and uh, I remember Weekend Confirmed started like we were just looking back at this in the 200th episode, and I remember the show started. I think it was like about four years ago, and I think it started about a month before I began life as an intern. And just since then, like I've become such a big fan of the show. I've become such a one of the highlights of being part of Shack News has been Garnet giving me the opportunity to be, you know, be a rotating, you know, guest and everything. And I really, really appreciate it. And I know all of all of you appreciate this podcast for what it's been. And uh, wherever Garnet and Jeff go, we'll be there. All of us will follow him along, and hopefully, he'll uh, he'll welcome us back with open arms as well. So, uh, other than that, all I have to say is. Uh, just be sure to follow Garnet and Jeff on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us at Shack News uh, on behalf of Andrew, who's not here. He's covering an event in San Francisco. Uh, on behalf of us at Shack News, you know, we hope to uh, we hope to be able to uh, help bring you what's next, and just be able just follow us there. Finishing moves. Hey guys, so it's Andrew and Renee. Um, I obviously owe a lot to both. Garna and Jeff for allowing me to be on the show and contribute my voice, however, uh, you know, opposed it may be in the in the forums or on Gaff or wherever else on the internet. But I want to say a huge thank you to Garnet to really being a leader for all of us who have come on the show and really personally giving me a lot of inspiration and really amazing career advice and really, you know, showing me like that this is something that I can do if I just really put myself into it. And for Jeff to always be this amazing comedic personality on the show who always makes everybody smile and always makes everybody laugh. And the combination of the both of them is going to be really hard to replace. So I hope that they continue to do the show um, and that I can be part of it. And I love them both dearly. And I have to also give a big shout out to Del Rio, Dave, for being our leader behind the scenes. I know a lot of you don't get a chance to interact with him, but he's really a fantastic guy. And hopefully he'll be able to continue to be part of the show. And also a huge shout out to everyone at the Atlantis group for always being super welcoming and warm and being a host who we can confirm for all this time. And um, I really had a great time here. And, and we can confirm listeners are really the best audience that any podcaster could ask for. So thank you so much, and hopefully uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Thanks, guys. Thanks for everything. Finishing moves. Hi, everybody. This is Nicole Zavalich, or Nicole Z, or Nicole. Nicole Francis Zavalich, as my mom calls me. Um, I want to thank everyone who has been a part of the Weekend Confirmed community and who have accepted me as the uh, grown-up adult who is really way into Pokemon and um, I accept that and I really appreciate that you guys have too and I want to thank everyone at Weekend Confirmed, uh, Garnet and Jeff and uh, even Christian. No, I'm just kidding, not Christian. Um, everyone who has made me feel really welcome and feel a part of the team and never put down my opinions even though they didn't agree with me and um, I, I, I've had such a really good time doing this show and being a part of the community and I hope that in whatever, uh, however it evolves, um, I, I get to be a part of it. So so if we can confirm is a Squirtle, then the next evolution would be a Wartotle. It's the weekend, and it's time for Finishing Moves. 
Hey, it's Christian. Uh, we didn't get to do it on this show, but listeners know that Zav and I have gotten into it uh, over past episodes. And I just want to say, fuck Zav. Like, seriously, he's always a dick to me online. He was just mean the whole time. And you guys don't know how hard it is to be on a show with Garnet. Like, Garnet runs this show like a tyrant. Like, the times Jeff and I just wanted to have fun, and Garnet... Like, he might be a great, he's a great person, but God, this doing this podcast has been a chore. It's probably the worst thing I've ever done. I mean, Jeff Kanata is a dick, by the way. That friendly persona, totally fake. He leaves this studio, he hit my car in the parking lot on three occasions. Oh my God, in Del Rio, that's not even him rapping, you guys. He pays someone, Millie Vanilli style, and, and he buys his beats off of freebeats.com. And P.S., this isn't an actual recording studio. We're in a fucking, just trapped in Garnet's garage looking at his Porsche collection. This, I'm f- done. It's the weekend, and it's time for Finishing Moves. Man, Christian stole my whole bit. I was going to go off like that, but no. Uh, thank you very much to uh, Garnet and Jeff. Um, you know, I've been a gamer my whole life and write about everything. So this was a great platform for all that. Um, it was really good coming over from G4 where, you know, there was all the talent and the organization, you know, the organization was huge there and it's hard to g- be noticed. You know, I had a byline on the feed on the stories there. But coming over to Shaq and being on the show, you know, it was it was really great. So much fun and and just awesome to be on the show. And it got my Twitter followers up to a point where when I complain about products, there's, you know, customer service reps reach out to me right away because I have enough followers to do some damage. So that's really been the best part of this whole thing is that legacy that when I get mad at at and I can get help like that. So thanks for that. Awesome. Finishing moves. There's probably a good reason that I never step onto the mic because half of you hate me. But on a good note, this is Del Rio here. Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl. So fuck all the haters. Fuck Christian Spicer and fuck what you heard. I love you guys. It's been a great run. Um, I didn't even know who Garnett was when he uh, came to Gamefly. They said, hey, do you want to do a podcast? And I said, uh, sure. Let's make it sound great. And that was my whole goal from day one. He's been awesome. <laughs> Fucking Grammy music's coming on on me. So uh, all i got to say is it's been a good run. It's been a great time. Thank you, Atlantis Group. Thank you, Brooklyn, our best engineer ever. Um, our second-rate engineer, Micah. And uh, and uh, John, it's been a good time. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned. And uh, ghost. Hey, everybody. Rich Christian here from the Press Row Podcast, brought to you by Operation Sports with the final tailgate pick of the year. It is the Super Bowl, and I am going with the Broncos. They are, I believe, two-point favorites. I'm riding Denver all the way to the weekend-confirmed tailgate championship. But that's not the real reason that I'm so glad and humbled and honored to be able to, to call in briefly to today's show. I want to thank you, Garnet Lee, for 202 terrific episodes of Weekend Confirmed. It has been an honor to be able to participate uh, in the way that we have here at the Press Row Podcast. But more importantly, I don't think there's any way that you would really know this, but I would not be... I would not have spent most of the last 10 years writing about video games and much of the last four or five years podcasting about video games if it were not, were not for you. And the reason I say that is when you started One Up Yours, it really created the template for great video game podcasts. And part of that was the expansion of the One Up Network, of which Todd Zuniga's Sports Anomaly was one of the shows. The Sports Anomaly begat Fourth String, 
Fourth String is a show that I actually joined a couple years into its existence, which allowed me to then ultimately make box score, which then led directly to the Press Row podcast. So Garnet Lee, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing in the video game world. So thank you very much. You are an inspiration. And also, thank you to Jeff Kanata, to Brian Leahy, to Christian Spicer, to Ariel, to Andrea, to Nicole, to Ozzy, to Andrew, to Dave Del Rio, to James Stevenson, the whole crew. You guys have done a wonderful job making 202 terrific episodes of Weekend Confirmed. Thank you so much on behalf of all of the fans for doing what you've done. We will miss you, but we will be following you to wherever you go. Guaranteed. So congratulations, good luck, and cheers. Thank you. I just wanted to say thank you to you guys, Garnet, Jeff, all the rest of you. It's been a fantastic run. I've listened to every episode. I try and listen every Friday. Sometimes it ends up being Monday in the car on the way into work, but it's something I look forward to every week. I'll be there nodding my head in agreement with you, sometimes screaming at the stereo when I disagree with some of you, but it's always been fantastic. Um, It's been a real connection to, to all of you every week. I can't wait to hear what you guys do next. Best of luck, but most of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for the past 200 and something shows. Uh, it's Jeff, two N's, one T here. Um, the best thing about doing Weekend Confirmed for four years is has been uh, the friendships. Every single person that you've heard on this episode today, I didn't know four years ago. And each and every single one of them, I consider a friend now. And I cherish uh, the moments, the discussions, the arguments, the jokes, the laughs, the... Uh, moments that I've had with them. And I think that's what's so joyous about this experience um, is that we all just kind of sat in a room and got to be friends together for for a long time. And it was really the highlight of my week every week. Uh, so I get to drive down to Santa Monica, beautiful Santa Monica, and uh, go into an awesome professional studio and uh, hang out with people that I like and respect and that made me laugh and made me think. And I got to spout off about video games, uh, a topic that I love. And uh, the chief among those, of course, is Garnet and uh, his friendship and his insight and his uh, constancy with this process has been absolutely inspiring and uh, a joy to be around. I'm so lucky to know him and be around him and all of the people involved and we can confirm the folks at Atlantis group who are so professional and awesome all the time. And, uh, Ozzy for bringing in donuts every time we had a, a morning shoot, people working around my schedule when it was, um, unpredictable. This has been, uh, one of the highlights of my professional life. And I am so in debt to Garnet and and to all of you who have listened to this show for the four years we've been doing it, uh, I am truly grateful uh, for all of the comments, all of the <laughs> messages, good and bad, uh, through the years. It has been an incredible experience, and I'm uh, I'm grateful to each of you for downloading the show. Uh, if you're a new listener or an old listener, uh, I <laughs> I love loving things, as I've said numerous times. I have loved this experience, and I truly hope we get a chance to continue it going forward. I would go to the ends of the earth for Garnet Lee. So uh, thank you all for listening. 
It's just cheap. There's women pushing babies and like people will get scared and run and they'll say things like, I just bought a new car. Super Mega Woman doesn't care about your car. Super Mega Woman. Take my wife instead. Super Mega Woman. They care about your baby. Super Mega Woman. Super Mega Woman. And it's fun to say. So I was going to say that I'm sitting here in the uh, studio by myself. Technically, I'm not by myself because Ozzy is filming it off his iPad. And it's pretty difficult to talk about. As you might imagine, I'm going to cry a couple times because you know who I am and how I am. And it's really amazing to listen to everybody talk about it. And, and... You know, it's really difficult to do this because it's been an, an incredible four years and all of you who listen to the show have made it an incredible four years and all of the people who have participated in the show have made it an um, amazing four years and there'll be new things and I try to think about what that's going to be and at the same time, it's just, it's, Yeah. It's very hard for me to put the emotions into words because in a uh, philosophical sense, it's uh, one of those fallacies of the language world that you can't just really show people what the heck you're thinking about and feeling and how hard it is to communicate that it's so really important to me, everything that everybody has put into this. It's not, this isn't... You know, I jokingly, it's funny, it's really very, it's very much a front when I say, when I say it's my goddamn show. That's such a load of shit. It's not my goddamn show. It's, it's our show. It's, it's Jeff's show and Ozzy's show and Brian's show and, and the Atlantis group's show and, and Andrea's show and Nicole's show and Zav's show and Christian's show and you who are listening's show because that's what it's always been about. It was... It was started as, hey, you know, we like these things and we're pretty much what we think, just normal folks hanging out talking about this stuff. And it would be really nice to have a venue where we get to do that and and be listened to and and taken seriously and not thinking about like, oh, you guys are talking about video games. Isn't that cute? No, it's not cute. It's not cuter one way or the other. It's it's what we're talking about because, you know, it's who we are and it's what we love and and it's as valid as talking about uh, the 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 Seahawks Broncos matchup or what was on the Emmys or who was the best performer at the Grammys or whether or not Madonna looks like a vampire. Are you really kidding me? Like, like does 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 the discussion of whether or not Madonna looks like a vampire somehow hold more weight of than us talking about video games. I, well, whatever. By the way, Ozzy, I sh- I'm not supposed to microwave my my uh, shot glass, my cowboy shot glass. I'm looking for anything to deflect because I just don't want to break up. And it's been fantastic, and we will meet again. And I absolutely cher- have cherished every single moment of this and will cherish every moment in the future. Thank you so very, very much. Oh, by the way, we're ghost.